Let's do it. <clears throat> Joe Rogan. Thanks for having me. Is that a good voice? Perfect. <laughs> too, too much? Sounds sincere. Too much drama. It's delicious. There's a nice tone to it. <laughs> tone of experience. We going? Hi. The Joe Rogan Experience Podcast is brought to you by The Fleshlight. The Joe Rogan Experience Ooh, Podcast. Is that me? It's me. How dare I? I just turned my phone off. How dare I? The Joe Rogan Experience Podcast is brought to you by The Fleshlight. If you go to JoeRogan.net and click on the link for The Fleshlight and enter in the code name Rogan, you get 15% off. Dave, you ever use one of those? Yes, I have. Fucking powerful product, it's right? It's a beautiful product. It's a real solid product you can get behind. It's Thor's magical hammer yeah. of pleasure. It's the best. For, for men, there's been no thing greater. It's way better than regular masturbation. Mm. It's way better. And if, uh, like I said, enter in my name and get yourself a discount, don't be scared, homie. Dot com. And if you um, also uh, were sponsored by Onnit.com, the makers of Alpha Brain. Alpha Brain, a uh, cognitive. I'm going to give you some of these, man. They're they're oh, interesting. Okay. They're they're pills that are supposed to make you think better. I love it. Um, and uh, a lot of debate on these things. And this is my my take on any of this. If anybody uh, is has questions about whether or not they should buy something like this, please don't buy it. This is what you should do. Just research the word nootropic. Look up nootropics. Look up whatever sketchy evidence there is on whether or not they work. Look up, you know, buy a book on it. F- research the ingredients. Test them on yourself. And if you want to try Alpha Brain, try it by buying the, the, the ingredients in bulk. Buy them in bulk. Don't even buy it from us. Buy it from whatever it is, the exact amounts of each ingredient are listed on the website on onit.com, O-N-I-T, and just copy it. Copy it and steal the formula and don't give us any money. I just hope you try it. I, it's, it's a, to me, it's a, a fascinating sort of uh, an idea that you can enhance your health through supplements and you can enhance your thinking through a, a mental supplement. I mean, I'm, you know. It totally worked for me, like quick. And yeah, it's nice. I it was very interesting to see myself think clear. Like I saw, like it, it was weird. It's doing something, you know. And they did use it, some of the ingredients on Alzheimer's patients, so they know that there's something going on with what it does and how it interacts with the human mind. But it, and the, the the bottom line about it is, there's a money back guarantee, 100% money back guarantee, and we stand by that. So uh, if you go to JoeRogan.net and see the link for that and click in the link and put in my name and uh, enter in the code name Rogan, you get 10% off that, too. All right? The fucking commercials are over. They're gross to me, too. Dave Attell is here, bitches. Thanks for having We're me, We're on guys. a ride, kids. Bring my day, Joe Rogan podcast, my night, all day. Ladies and gentlemen, my pal. Mr. David Tell. Whee! I have known David Tell for many, many a moon. I remember the first time I ever saw you on stage, dude. It was a Catch a Rising Star in New York. Mm. That was a... Fuck, it was like wow. 91 or something like yeah, that. Yeah, that place something is long like gone. What oh. a great little spot that was. That was a great club. You're right. The only thing that was weird about that club was there was a goddamn mirror behind you. So you looked at yourself when you were on stage. You remember? <laughs> like you, you're right, you looked yeah. across at a mirror. So while you were on stage, you, you see yourself... Like a whole huge mirror, it was ridiculous. Did you catch yourself like acting, and posing, and Dude, trying I to totally do something did. different? I told, I felt like something. Yeah, my my manager Sussman, he called me on. He goes, "What oh. are you looking at yourself in the yeah. mirror?" I think <laughs> yeah. everyone would do that. You could see yourself bombing, like you could watch your yeah. own dream implode on itself. Oh, that's got to be a nightmare. Yeah, be horrible. on stage, watch yourself bomb. Mm. 
Yeah, I only I only performed there a couple of times. It was a great club, cool little spot. Yeah, I forget like that. You did some time in New York. Yeah, yeah. When I first moved there, but you know what? I was so used to the way they did it in Boston. Right. I was so used to driving and doing road gigs that I would be like in town. I couldn't make any money. It was like they were like you know, a set was like not much money. Like what was a set at like uh, like or Caroline's like a weekday set or I guess it wouldn't be Caroline's it'd be like the comic strip well it used to be like uh, cab fare you know I remember like yeah. uh, in the late 80s early 90s it was just like cab fare and a meal and then now it's probably like 25 bucks a set and that was after like a big you know strike that we had and uh, yeah for a while there there was no money and isn't that crazy yeah, when you well, really think about it I yeah. mean you're performing and that's the only reason they're open they're open because they're selling comedy well, and what, the performers don't get any money what I love about it is that like the audience comes in like especially on a, it's not a headliner show it's just like you know a showcase show where it's just like tag team and, and they'll come in like they're you know expecting to see like some kind of like you know uh, whatever like a Cirque du Soleil or something and it's like no we're just all coming up here trying our dick and pussy jokes you know trying to like build material and they, they get really disappointed and like we're, we're making like you know less than you would if you you know were a fluffer on a fucking Mexican donkey show so yeah, it's, how did that happen? How did it become such a, uh, a a club owner centric environment? I don't know. Part of it's like earning your bones. You know how it is. Right. Like you know, like first of all, like I'd say, like my first ten years, it was debatable whether I, whether I deserved to be paid it or not. You know, it was like yeah. t- so touch and go. <laughs> yeah, like hey, easy. I but, completely uh, agree. I know like, that feeling. He sucks. <laughs> but yeah, and then like there's, you know, then once you finally like realize that like, you know, your power, you know, you know how to do it. And then you're like, I can't believe, you know, this is like slavery. <laughs> <You know? laughs> Just pure slavery. Yeah. Well, I guess for at a, a certain level for a guy like you, it's it becomes, well, you need a place to work out. You don't yes, really need yeah. the money. You know, I don't need your 15 bucks or whatever. So right. I don't mind doing it for free. But when you were starting out, man, you were just going all around New York. That was how you're making a living. Yeah. That's the whole thing. You're right, Joe. It's like there was like five big clubs and you would try and bounce from set to set to set and uh, do as many as you can, especially on the weekend. And you you could rock out maybe 600 bucks, you know, a night. So wow. you'd be like, oh, man, this is, I can't believe it. I'm going to, Wow. Know. But then you'd blast it all out on booze and shit, <laughs> and, you know, so it was like a, you know, net loss. What's the most amount of sets you've ever done in a night? I think, I, don't, I know I don't hold the record for in New York City the most amount, but uh, I think the record is 13 to 15 with prom shows. Wow. Because during the prom oh, season, they would be tons that. of them. But I think I've probably done like 10 to 12 in one night. I did uh, prom shows with Otto and George. Wow. Oh, that's and, sweet. And uh, Al Lubell. Oh, man. Yeah. It okay. was really, they were crazy because what they did was they never took anybody out. Mm-hmm. So what they told you, they would recycle the comedians. You know, you would do like a half an hour set. I think it was a half an hour. Pretty sure it was a good long set. And then the other guy would go on after you and he would do a half an hour. And then they'd have, you know, four people on the show. And then they wanted you to come back on for the next show. And it was the exact same crowd. Oh, so shit. what they said is you have to do the same material. You have to do the same material. Because if you do, yeah, because if you do new material, they're going to stay. So even though you know it's the same crowd, it's like we, we they didn't even they didn't know who was who. It was like a pig sty. Like they pushed these pigs right. into the sty. They didn't know who was one from one show, who was from another show. So their way of dealing with all these unruly kids was to just keep pushing more in there. Mm-hmm. It was insane. Total health code violations, and the shows went all night. You would do a show at 6 p.m. I did a, me and Otto and George did one once. I remember we did a show, and we started out at like, you started out when it gets dark. And it was actually probably before it got dark, and we were done at like 6 in the morning, man. It was like bright out when we left the club. 
Well, that's the beauty of it. Well, I can't believe you said you did prom shows with Otto and George. Can you think of a less? <laughs> uh, that's like it was awesome. He man. is the filthiest, dirtiest yeah. in the puppet world. Yeah. He is Hitler, so yeah. he is like fucking evil. <laughs> and these poor kids, these sixteen-year-olds, yeah. these, these Twilight kids, they're coming down and they're like getting all. I can only amount the protein slurpee joke that really must have uh, hit hard that night. You know, that's his uh, blowjob yeah. material. Yeah, protein he's, slurpees. He's got some. He's got some great fucking lines. I remember the people don't get it though. It's like it's not about him faking that no. he's really doing this. His v- lips move, man. Yeah. I mean, what well, you know, he's like, come on, we playing games here. You know, it's a fucking puppet, <laughs> so he doesn't like do a good job of like. Yes. So like these kids were yelling, out, "I see your lips moving." <laughs> I uh, see your lips moving. These dumb kids were like heckling him. They weren't getting the, the majesty of the Otto and George experience. They were too young. They were too young and dumb. They were like, oh, this guy's bad. I can see his lips moving. You know, that, that, that's so cool because in New York, when we, when we got that wave of like Boston guys like you, uh, Louis C.K., Nick DiPaolo, you know, that was like the beginning of like the new start of comedy because I remember like, uh, you know, the old 80s comedy, you know, like, uh, I'm not going to name names, but just like all the sweater comics, the guys <laughs> would come up there and end with like a rap tune, you know, right. like, here's my, you know, crazy rap tune. And then it was over. They do some kind of like impression. And that was it. <laughs> Bill Cosby or something. Yeah. But then like when you guys came in, then it became like the new wave of comedy. And that's that was that was cool. That was really like when it started again i think you know well, there was, a while comedy was dead dead you know yeah well there it becomes waves when it becomes a community but we were the last guys from the boston community really it's like burr and patrice were like the last guys yeah and i know there's still some really funny guys there <laughs> i've been there and i've seen some of the funny up-and-coming guys but for whatever reason they're not getting the kind of attention that that younger guys got you know mm-hmm. back in the day it doesn't seem like the scene is as like dense as it Boston, used to be. Yeah, yeah, like Nick's Comedy Stop is kind of still around, but Stitches is gone, and the you know the improv Connection. is gone, and Duck Soup, the Connection's gone. Right. The Connection's now a giant theater. Mm. You know, So it's like guys are kind of forced. I know Tim McIntyre has a room somewhere in Faneuil Hall. I think it's a small room, like a 100-seater. I'm sure that's really good. But And then there's that Chinese restaurant in Cambridge. I played it many yeah, times. Yeah, I did it once. Yep. Many but times. other than that, it's like Boston's <coughs> not, it's not what it used to be. It used to be, man, when I started out in the late 80s, I started in 88, it was a hive, man. John, uh, um, Jonathan Katz was the host of the open mic night, dude. Wow. Jo- Jonathan Katz brought me up the very first time on stage. Brilliant comedian. I got to see Teddy Bergeron when he was in his prime. Wow. Okay. You know, do you know Teddy? Yes, I do know Teddy. Teddy, yeah. Teddy Bergeron, for ladies and gentlemen who don't know, might have been one of the most brilliant with the best timing I've never seen a comic with better timing than Teddy Bergeron just casual relaxed he would hit the punchline and you would at one point you'd be laughing at another point you'd be going god damn this motherfucker's good god damn he's good I'll say that about the Boston guys like you know because I started on on Long Island is that like the Boston guys were not only fearless but they also were like intelligent and they, they could really quickly switch from like rowdy drunk college crowd to like more of a sophisticated crowd. Whereas on Long Island, we were basically towny people, you know, and like right. uh, there would be like a couple of like, you know, like PG-13 acts. But then the rest of us were like just dirty drunk, you know, kind of <laughs> like towny, you know. I think every community people. needs someone who's really good to show you how the fuck to do it. Oh, yeah. I mean, Boston had Steve Sweeney, Don mm-hmm. Gavin, Lenny Clark. Legends. Yeah, legend. Kenny yeah. Rogerson. They just had all these animals. Don Gavin was a fucking savage when he was younger, man. Honestly. God you know, damn, he was good. Those guys were like, I don't know, like gunfighters. Because like, yeah. as good as they were on stage, off stage they were better in terms of 
and like you know, <laughs> fucking with booze, each other. blow, yeah. you know, oh, whores. Dude. It was just like you know, they the were the story real never deal. Ended. They were the real deal. Yeah. Like, listen, there's only one way you get a comic like that. You don't get a comic like that through yoga. All right? <laughs> you get a comic a like that. Guy. It's a fucking. That's a guy who's living a real life. Uh, Lenny Clark. I fucking love Lenny Clark. He's like one of the funniest old school Boston guys, and I got a chance to work with him on this movie. And he was telling me a story about my old days, Joe. Back when I was doing blow, he goes. One day I woke up. I was in the fucking Bahamas. He goes. I have no idea how I got to the Bahamas. I was. I was partying. I was hanging out in New York. Next thing you know, boom! I'm in the fucking Bahamas. I woke up. I looked at the beach i thought i was on long island oh that's so great oh dude he's he's brilliant man. it's amazing those guys are alive because oh yeah like, i mean it's just a well unfortunately they took kevin it to no- a level kevin knox isn't we lost him recently oh. love that guy he was another one another real wild fun guy we've and- lost so many good guys in the last three years <sighs> i would say it's just uh it's it's so sad and depressing and, it's you know, terrifying I don't know. No, you look good, man. You look Thank good. you. You, you work look good, out. too. I, I exercise Maybe. and I take vitamins. It's very yeah, important, bro. And the brain. Eat healthy. And the brain stuff. And the brain pills. And Alpha brain. Furious <laughs> masturbation. They say that that's the best way to keep your prostate healthy. You think so? Yeah. Shooting loads. Yeah, yeah. that's when dudes, their, their prostate starts rotting off. Wow. When stop shooting loads. They think it's actually a preventative measure. Mm. I'm usually like a two-a-day two guy. You know, one two-a-day still? One to get asleep, one to just be alive. You ever do, you, do one just to yeah, feel alive? Just like, to feel alive. Yeah, it's not, nothing sexual, yeah. just like, am I, am I a cognizant person? <laughs> or if you universe? wake up at nine and you want to get an extra two hour sleep, mm-hmm. just bang one off right there. God's ambient. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't wonder if that works that way for women. It doesn't seem, it seems not like when a woman orgasms, they get energized. Yes, they want to go do something. Yeah, they want to just run around and fucking look at stuff. <laughs> women are just amazing. They beat us in every battle there is, you know, well, they have smarts to be. and just They have whatever. to be. They grow humans inside of them they have yeah. to be crafty and adaptable yeah they have to take well, care of those little humans that's what but, it is but i do know that women like with the with the vibrators and i'm sure you must talk about it endlessly on the because your crowd is cool you know sometimes like i'll talk about vibrators on stage and I, like you feel like the people tighten up and you're like yeah. am I, oh, is this God. like uh, the scarlet letter or something am and, i is this like a puritan community here it's like vibrator you know it, it, they're like selling them at like Dwayne reed or yeah. cbs now it's not like it's a big you have to go into like a shack and <laughs> see a see a guy with a you know eye patch what are you looking for you know <laughs> they're like right out there I, but people are like ew you know whatever it's a funny thing man it's a funny thing to be embarrassed about you know it's for, i think it's ridiculous yeah all know? sex toys and uh, all that stuff it's funny it's a, <coughs> it's a funny thing to be embarrassed about beating off you know being embarrassed about sex it's like fuck off Really? I've, just, been, I've been using my girlfriend as a way to masturbate lately. Really? Like, oh, like you so know, hot, where you yeah. just do it so quick and you're like, D- that's just like, I just masturbated using her as Why a Why are you being rude body. like that? I don't know. What, I'm just, like, <laughs> I've been a horrible person lately. Really? Yeah. Do you get do you get lazy when it comes to sex? Is no, I'm just, just so tired and so much stuff. Yeah, you got to fuck girls correctly if you want to keep them around. That's what yeah. I've found. I'm I th- think it's very important to never do that. It's very important to, unless, <laughs> unless, like, they don't want to wake up and like because there's some sleep issue and they go go ahead stick it in real quick and you're like all right cool yeah but it's got to be like an agreement otherwise you're gonna have problems man you can't just dump inside of her and just roll over right is that what you're doing yeah pretty much <laughs> i mean, I mean wow. like i'm like i've upgraded from the fleshlight to using my girlfriend meanwhile his girlfriend is like <laughs> so hot. super hot i can't believe it just redhead stupid Ooh. hot dude there's what something is... about redheads they are just yeah. so you know yeah, you want to bite them Wow, you want to bite them, right? Yeah, oh. <laughs> it's bite old, right? Yeah, I want to bite redheads. You know that? Uh, I do. Oof. Yeah, you I like want to bite them. I want to choke them. I want to. F- yeah, 
And I like how, like, uh, you're, you're a guy who knows history, how, like, back in the day, the redhead was, like, a sign of, like, you know, whatever, the apocalypse. Was it really? Yeah, now it's, like, the sign of, like, a really cool time. You know, on yeah. a chick, on a on dude, a it's hard. Well, know? Louis pulls it off. Well, Louis's a redhead, and Bill Burr, who's yeah. on my uh, Dave's old porn show, he's a redhead. Sort of a redhead, but he's more kind of a brown-haired guy. It's He's not quite a redhead. He looks a little Chris Kringley lately. He's, like, really, you know... Yeah, he's he looks like one of San, Santa's elves. Kinda, you know, he's adorable. He's a, you know, <laughs> like I, he always looks like he's like twenty eight. You know, and I know he's yeah. a little older than that, but still, it's like Bill he's Burr's like, awesome. It's like, whatever, he's, he's great hilarious. Comic. He's hilarious. Yeah, we, we we're real lucky. Like we were talking about, you know, being in Boston, you you had that environment where you got to be influenced and inspired by so many really good guys. But New York had a bunch of fucking good guys too, dude. But Long Island didn't, not so much, right? The guys like Otto and George was absolutely brilliant. Well, you they know, were those. There was a few of those guys that would be the road guys. Like I, Otto always struck me as something different than mo- some of those guys because a lot of those guys they would be kind of like getting by, but just real hacky, just doing what they could to, to get through the stage. With Otto, it was like he was making art out of being the filthiest. Oh, possible. horrible! Yeah, Woo. horrible things. Just yeah. the filthiest possible, but art. But well, brilliant, you know. But you cry laughing. Uh, yeah, he's he's definitely a one of a kind, and and like a, a what you call it? A, who's the prop guy? You know him, um, Carrot Top. Not Carrot Top. The other guy, um, great evil prop dude. Oh, uh, you know what I'm talking about. Oh uh, shit, shit. He he's another guy. He always plays Jersey. Really cool. Like like Chip uh, like Chip Cooney and yeah. those kind of guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those are like classic yeah. vaudevillian type evil. Yeah. You know, like. Coppola-esque acts, you know? But on Long Island, there's Jerry Seinfeld, Kevin James, you know, and then a couple of other really good guys. Then there was a lot of guys like me, but I really, like, started in New York City, like, the open mic scene there for years and years and years. So you lived in Long Island and you commuted to New York to do stand-up? Oh, no, I went to NYU and I I, uh, stayed in the city, but I would go out to the island to do road gigs. And the first road gig I ever did was in Queens with Adam Sandler, and we did a disco. And he brought me along because we both went to NYU. Oh, wow. And uh, he brought me along and I totally tanked it. And then, we, you know, the, the old, you know, we're standing under the disco ball as we're circled by these, you know, basically guidos, you know, and they're circling us. And uh, he totally killed. And, you know, he was just like, he knew what he wanted to do immediately. You know, like he was an actor, he was a comic and all that kind of stuff. And at Catch a Rising Star, he was the golden child. Honestly, he was the first guy to make it onto MTV and then SNL and all that kind of stuff. And, uh, you know, Colin Quinn, who's a big influence on anybody who's was in that era and like in New York, he totally like, uh, you know, uh, basically there was like a cool scene there of where you could see guys do different, different things. But I always thought Boston guys definitely came in hard, able to do the road like right away. Whereas us like meek little like New York guys, you know, be like, uh, 45 minutes holy shit yeah we got do? used to doing yeah, a half like, hour in a horrible bar honestly. environment we did a lot of crazy gigs that was but there were so many of them the beautiful thing about being in Boston is you could make a living yeah. I mean I was in comedy a year and I started making you know a couple hundred bucks a week Today that's really hard to do. Yeah, you know, it's really hard to pull any money out in after a year's worth of comedy. But in Boston, there were so many gigs you could you could MC these gigs. Like Lenny Clark took me on the road. I MC'd for him. You know, you just do a, an opening set, just trying to trying to get the crowd warmed up. Everybody wants someone to do that, and they'll pay you fifty bucks. They'll pay you a hundred bucks. And next thing you know, you're actually making a hundred, you know, fifty bucks a night, two hundred dollars a night sometimes. Absolutely. So when I came to New York, and I was like, what? I got to do sets for free. 
and that can only do like 10 minutes or something like that. Mm-hmm. I'm like, fuck this. I'm like, I'll just drive to New Jersey. So yeah. I was just drive to New Jersey. I do sets there. I drive to Connecticut. I did a lot of sets in Connecticut. John Schuler gigs. You ever do those gigs? Uh-huh. He had them all what over the place. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's crazy. You know, what are those like, uh, you know, here's the thing. You, you, Joe, you're like pure and like really good to comedy. It's like the thing that really, now that I'm old, I've been doing it like 26 years. The thing that really bothers me the most is that these guys that I know that I bring out on the road that are headlining headline quality you know some of them have credit some of them don't it's like they're not going to be able to headline even like a b room until like they get a tv show right and that's what sucks because i was like headlining for years and years and years before i was uh even like you know yeah uh whatever a name yeah and it was great because like nobody really knew me and it was really just me like learning the headline and that was cool now it's like you need like a tv show or you need like you know yeah yeah, podcast well yeah you need some who even knows yeah what he's saying is he didn't need anything back then he needed Neither he nor I. All we had was like little credits. I had like MTV's half right. hour comedy hour, and I would headline all right. over the country. It's really, you can't really do that anymore. Even an hour special means nothing, you <laughs> nothing. know, because the club owners and I get their I deal. I get it. Yeah, I get it. They got to fill these suits. They got, you know, it's a business. Yeah. But like for these younger guys who like I bring out, and I'm like, this guy is blowing me yeah. off the stage. He should right. be headlining. And like I'll go to the club owner. I go like, you must have a slow week somewhere. Like you yeah. bring in these right, guys right, right. and like work them out. And they're like, you know what? We never. <laughs> we can't afford to do that anymore. We got to yeah. always be making money. So that really sucks about comedy now. I really hate it. But the win for these young guys is like, I don't know, there's something in the water Podcasts. with these young guys. Po- but just That's self-promotion. Yeah. They're always self-promoting. Well, our it's friends. Like, they're our like friends. chicks. I don't know what to tell you. They're always our, talking themselves up. We have a couple friends that are brilliant that have had those problems. Ari Shafir, right. uh, Duncan Trussell, point. Joey okay. Diaz. Those are three of my friends that have had, they're, they're brilliant comedians, mm-hmm. and they've had that problem. But the podcast is straightening all that shit out. Joey got a fucking standing ovation in Buffalo. He got on stage, and he got a standing ovation. They know who the fuck Joey they know Diaz he is. is. Now. It's the podcast. That's why but, I did that. Squad, they're trying exactly. to help all my friends out, all these guys that don't get TV credits. Yeah. They get commercials once in a while. And, right. Yeah. You know, stuff Next like that. thing you know, because of the podcast, because of inter- the internet, those guys, they, they get develop a huge following. And it's like, and they, all of a sudden, they go from, I can't get work anywhere, to like, Ari's working pretty much every weekend. Ari's like, he's a headliner he's a really all over good. the place. Now. He's a great guy, too. I see him at the comedy store all the time. And, and you know, he does it right, because he's always trying out new yep. shit down there. He's a writer. Yeah. And he's pushing it. And that's what that club, especially yeah. in my mind, is for. You know, yeah. it's just to like constantly be working on new shit. So, yeah, there's no industry know, there. I, but that was always the, th- yes. the thought about the stores. You can go crazy at the store. Like they would say, "Don't do the, you got some new dirty bit you're working on? Don't do it at the improv because what is it? What if it bombs? And what if somebody important's in the crowd?" Yes, exactly. You know, that happens, man. If someone sees you, I had see people see me when I was starting out, where really no one should have ever seen me, and they never erase that memory. That memory of you uh, eating yeah, yeah. shit. It doesn't yeah. matter how you kill in your next special. It doesn't matter how honed you have your hour. It's just they remember that time you ate a dick at the Laugh Factory. I love you. That. Remember it too. And it's always like if you if you're not hip to the fact that there are industry people in LA. So that's the cool thing about New York. There's none of that shit. You know. Yeah. Maybe some guy will come up to you afterwards like right. I own a beefsteak Charlie's somewhere. I want you to come down and do a bachelor party. It'll be a fun time. You know, like some weird setup. Yeah. But here it's like every every person in the crowd has something to do with show business and like you look or at might one, become someone. Right. In show business. I mean, you never know when someone's in the crowd. They could be just someone's assistant. And next thing you know, five years later, they're the head of some <laughs> studio. And they I remember when you ate shit on stage. Stage. Yeah. Right. The, the comedy store about one in the morning. You ate shit on stage. You're like, oh, I did. <laughs> yeah. I had some writers from news radio come to see me once, and uh, it was a long set in the main room. And truth be told, 
I wasn't that good back then anyway. I mean, mm-hmm. I just, I'd only been doing comedy for six years or something like that, seven mm-hmm. years. It was, I wasn't that good. I just, I, I, I had sloppy nights. Like, I could have nights where I nailed it, but then I would have a night where I just fucking completely fell off the tracks and into the woods. Like, and I don't know what went wrong. You know, that's how it is when you first start out. The first I, seven I had one years. one of those nights. Who said that Richard Lewis is somebody the first seven years are like the, the hardest, you know? And yeah, I, I, I'll, I'll, I'll push that back to the first 10. Yeah, I like, think Honestly, 10. I yeah. think the first 10 years just suck. Yeah, that's like, fucking <laughs> hard. It's hard to figure out <laughs> what the hell. I did my first CD after 11 years in, and I'm super glad that I waited that that's long. That's cool. That's cool that you um, did that. Yeah, well, I didn't have any. It's not like I had a lot of people beating down my door to do a CD. It was actually my idea to try to put it together. So I was just lucky, though, because I could have released something earlier, and it would have been a piece of shit. You know, I mean, I've I've listened to some old recordings of myself, and it's like I wouldn't even want to put torture. them online as a goof. It's fucking torture, you know? isn't it? Like Stanhope did it. He's brave. Stanhope took, put like some videos of his like first year on stage. Oh, he's fucking. A, he's yeah. my he's my guy. Like, I love just, that guy. Like, there's no when. There's yeah. no no in that guy. He's just amazing. But I isn't it him. cool? Like when you listen to your like your shit, because I think growing up. That was how I. That's how I fell in love with comedy. Was like listening to CDs and 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 uh, what you call it, just like the five o'clock funnies, whatever mm-hmm. they had back then, and, and just like albums. And like every time I see a stand-up special, you know, it's like the same shit. Some poor dude up there trying to like you know milk milk the laughs, and he looks so not having fun. Right. And it's like such a setup thing. It's like. Nobody can ever recapture like the Richard Pryor era of like you know he's wasted the crowd's wasted right, he's right, just right. fucking rambling yeah and every word out of his fucking mouth is like a delicious fucking yeah. angel fart of just like <laughs> wisdom you know do you ever hear the old those Richard Pryor tapes there was like a yeah. gas station that was selling these tapes near my house a gas station had a little box of cassettes they would sell and somehow or another this guy was selling these Richard Pryor tapes. So I, 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 I bought a bunch of them, man. I forget, like, it was like Richard Fox, uh, R- Richard Pryor at the Red Fox Theater. I think that's what it was. It was like Red Fox's oh, club. I've heard bits of that. I haven't heard the like whole thing. Like Red, Red Fox's nightclub. He's just up there talking shit, just high as fuck mm. talking shit. And every other word out of his mouth was just a gem. Oh. Just a gem. But the crowds were so cool. They were, yeah. like, there for the party. Yeah, know? yeah, Now yeah. it's like everybody's so, like, hyper aware of themselves mm-hmm. and like they're so afraid to laugh at fucking anything you know there's a lot of that but there's a lot of cool people out there too it's just got to figure out how to attract only them you well know? you have a cool audience dude i mean honestly i, mean, I don't know how i pulled it off cooler, can yeah. you ask for a cooler crowd no and, and you play like some really cool off the wall venues and that, that's that's what it's about you know well i always hear uh from waitresses and it's one of the coolest things ever i always hear from waitresses that my people are nice and generous yeah, she good tippers. Me. I love that. That is, the, to me, that is the, the ultimate compliment. That somehow or another I've, I've, I've accumulated a, a bunch of nice people. You know, that's the, the greatest thing you could ever pull off. Well, they love it, like, when your crowd are good drunks. Like, my crowd was, like, yeah. master drunks. Yeah, yeah. they know what the fuck they're doing. They've been <laughs> they were, drunk like, before. Know, yeah. They're not little kids. He's the first know. person I saw to do stand-up because of that. Really? Being uh, the Insomnia show. And he caught me uh, recording him because I didn't – I never <laughs> went to a comedy show, so I didn't know, uh, like, what – like, I was used to bands. I'd always try to sneak my camcorder in and try to take, like, a clip or something. So you I was owe like, me $8. <laughs> yeah, so I recorded <laughs> – and then on stage, the video is him pointing at me. goes, hey, you with the camera. I turn that off. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to bring that clip. I forgot to. You should have brought that. Oh, probably, that's funny. Probably was fatter and just like all puffy. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Like twenty pounds of booze on you. You know, yeah, the puffiness. Mm, it's really not the booze. It's the uh, burger and fries and more <laughs> fries. And then of course you got to have a piece of cake. Yeah, you know, it's the like late night after fucking gig porn food. for your stomach. Oh. After gigs, man, I I eat like several people. 
You know, like when I do a two show Saturday night, Brian right. will tell you, yeah. dude, what? I it's eat r- ridiculous amounts of food where people they don't even they don't even think I'm being honest. The waitress like, leaves like three two, times. Two entrees, give me two entrees. I want a steak and I want a chicken. The oh, waitress yeah, always yeah. leaves. You know, like yeah. like like you're like yeah. I'm not done, and then. Uh, yeah. oh. Yeah, I I order stupid amounts of food after what, gigs, man. What's your like? What's your like? Fucking guilty. But what's your like? Waffles. What after the show? Fuck, I love waffles. Oh, shit. Crazy amounts of butter on them, dude. Just slather that shit in butter. Cover that motherfucker in maple syrup. And I'm not really down with those Belgian waffles. I like the waffles they give you when you go to Roscoe's. Roscoe's chicken and waffles. Mm. They have the thin waffles. Okay. The thin waffles are the real deal. Those big, stupid Belgian waffles, those puffy, fucking stupid waffles, they're too yeah. much. Yeah. That's too much. That's it's show. I'll What's, take it yeah. if that's all you got. I'll take the Belgian waffle. But God damn it, regular waffles are better. What's yours, Dave? What's your late well, night? I was like, well, you know, because I was a professional drunk so it would be like uh you know lots of meat i needed to meat yeah. to like yeah. fight the booze in my stomach <laughs> but it always came out like you know shitting blood and just like oh, horrible God. you know fucking just like how many times you shit blood mm, i'd say like i've shit blood for weeks oh my god and then i've shit blood <laughs> you know being a comic Christ. you don't have health care so you, you gotta kind of like do your own you know uh, exam do your analysis yeah you know i would taste it mm, i don't know it's too sweet <laughs> I do my own kind of. Uh, Maybe I need less oranges in my diet. But no, uh, I, I like you know all those horrible experiences. But I definitely meat was the thing that would help me fucking fight the booze. But I'll tell you, like now that like I don't drink, there's something about cake that like it's like pussy. You know, it's like you know, uh. like you'll stare at it and like try not to be, you know, like let it know that you love it. You know? <laughs> do you try to eat healthy? I'm trying to eat like uh, what you call it, you know, like oatmeal because mm. like oatmeal is like this like when well, you hit like I'm 46, you. so they're yeah. like, oh, oatmeal will take you know will help you. It's like nothing's gonna fucking help. I'm chain smoking, drinking black fucking coffee here. Like that coffee's good for this you. This is fucking it's great from coffee. Is it really from Hawaii? Yeah, it's Kona coffee. I love this shit. Does so, stopping drinking help the blood? Like, do you still bleed now? I only bleed for the economy. <laughs> <laughs> for I jobs, for the troops. For jo- I believe for the troops and the economy. We now, need jobs. When you um, you know, you just sort of let it stop bleeding. No, it just you know whatever. It's, it's you, I don't know. You're wrong. I, I'm a blood brother. I I, I do the same thing. Like for I've weeks, blood from my, blood from my body. I, I, it happens for weeks for me too. And, I'm a blood brother. Honestly, I mean, I'm, I'm just amazed I'm still alive. And like the fact that like you know I'm so self-destructive. Like my mother, you know, like she's such a sweetheart. Like you know, I kind of like responsible for her. So that's like the only thing that keeps me from like crossing that line of like you know like. Fuck yeah, I'm going to huff paint and, you know, do all that kind of stuff. I mean, because honestly, you know, when you're a comic and you're out there balls deep in the road, it's like, do you really care? You know, it's like you're just looking for the next fucking wild And the, you know, the problem is, too, you know? that it's fun. That's it is the problem. Fun. You it know, is fun. Now it's, yeah. yeah, now whatever. It's fun to have a bunch of shots with some people and fucking do a high five. And the problem is the next day. Ugh, yeah. And That's then, the problem. But then now you get older, right? And like you got a mortgage and you got to do, yeah. you know, you got kids and everything like that. It's like, ugh. I just wish to- booze didn't do any damage. I wish booze was like weed. You did it, you never felt, the next day you're fine. Well, because we're Americans, you know, we fucking work hard and we drink hard and, we, and, we, and we're like, fuck you, we have the right to do it. I know, I just wish someone could re-engineer booze. You know, some scientists need to get on this whole booze thing and figure out, give me the effects of booze, you know, make it taste like booze, but figure out a way where it doesn't wreck your system. There's got to mm. be a way to recreate being drunk without, without making you just 
poisoned, you know? Yeah. I mean, really, we're, we're so retarded, we go poison each other. Yeah. Well, you know? weed has, like, so many good effects for it, but it was never yeah. my drug, but I, like, I totally am, like, we're all legal. A lot of guys don't get it, or don't like it, rather. Stanhope doesn't like it. Yeah, no, we were booze and, and like, you know, drug guys. We were. What, that, what was it that, we, about we, the weed that you didn't like? Well, no offense, Joe, but I thought it was kind of prissy. <laughs> <laughs> I always thought it was to sit around and, like, yeah. there's something about weed and, like, sitting on a couch, and then all of a sudden there's a guitar there for some reason, and then now you're hearing a million parodies. And that was back, you know, you're hearing a million fucking ditties, yeah. and everyone's giggling, and then well, the if you're hanging donuts, around, pop. If you're hanging around with idiots and they get high, you're, right. in, you're in for some profound stupidity. You but know, yeah. Some, but I think it facilitates thinking. It def- I can true. see how a lot of people don't like it because it makes you paranoid, though. Because it can. It's if you're not into that, if you're not into looking at yourself, it can fuck with you. Well, Doctor Drew, you know, not to bring it up. I love Doctor Drew. Do you watch that show? No. Okay. Oh, this, the I watched rehab. A lot of, yeah, the, the rehab, the rehab show. show. Yeah, I've, I've watched it a few times. Okay. Just, just to go. Whoa. Well, like they had a guy on there. I'm not going to say what a movie star. He was like his vaporizing pot, and like oh yeah, yeah, his, yeah. You know, you know. What I'm talking you want to say his name, Eric Roberts? Okay, Eric Roberts. So I don't know if he's done the podcast or not. But no, I, no, I would like, love really, to have him on the podcast. I live by the code, you know, whatever. Charlie, they got my fucking thumbs, yeah. Charlie. <laughs> he's the most. Uh, He's the most celebrity to be rehabbed in my mind. I'm like, yeah, this guy's an amazing incredible. actor. Yeah. I'm like, if that's all he's doing, well, so be it. It's L.A. He's an actor. Getting high is like, you know, isn't that part of the... I think know. that was just a shit career move. It was just a oh, terrible okay. career move. I mean, come on. He's saying that he's got an addiction to pot. That's so just great. Stop smoking pot. Yeah, everybody's shaking. They're all shit and blood. And he's like <laughs> reading the papers, drinking a cup of coffee. It was like, nothing's yeah, wrong a- with this. There's one guy that doesn't have a problem. Uh, you yeah. know? It's like they showed him vaporizing in this beautiful bathroom yeah. in his house. What? And I'm like, that's not the sign of a drug addict. Okay? That's how you should be like in a shack like yeah. in a trailer park. It's just silly. So whatever. But... Uh, uh, but it's a different effect. It's not that freewheeling, carefree, I don't give a fuck effect that alcohol has. Uh, which alcohol. I, I like. I like that. I like the Brian and I like it. We've you know, when we go out and we do a weekend at a club somewhere, you know, shit and blood, a, always shit Friday and blood. night, the Friday shit and blood night tour. And it's always the question, you wanna do a shot? And I don't think he said no once. Right. <laughs> What's what if your, he ever said no? I'd rather be too drunk though than too stoned. Definitely. Really? Yeah. It's it's too stoned to me is like a heart, a heart attack. Yeah. I can't think of anything straight. I can't even make sentences. Drunk is like I can probably get through drunk. I agree with you, but I like that experience because I always learn something about myself from it. Whenever I have bad trips, whenever I go too deep into the rabbit hole, uh, I always come out of it with a, a good knowledge of whatever is fucking with me. Yeah, really? You know? Yeah, because sometimes that's a good way to look at it. Dude. Sometimes you. Sometimes you can put shit off, you know, or you, there's things that you, you, you really need to be concentrating on and you don't. Wow. You know, and then you don't realize how much you're, you know, how, how much it's in the back of your head until you have like some crazy brownie high where you get way too scared and nervous and then you start realizing yourself like the full reality of all your, the way you're thinking and all your weird experiences and how you process them and can really mind fuck the shit out of you and it's not comfortable man it doesn't feel good at all but when it's over you go oh okay now i see what's wrong with me now i see what's what's been bugging me now i see you know but don't you pushing to the back of my head don't you feel that like a comedy which is like an ultimate like you know especially when you're first starting out when you suck right and you're really standing in front of a group of people who uh, smell blood in the water. Oh, I'm yeah. talking about shit blood. I'm talking about like yeah. there's like a there's like a weak fucking animal yeah. up there, and we're gonna rip it apart. And like, but it's you're never as alive as, as you are in that moment. And yeah. like, that's addictive yeah. to me at least. It's it like is, that yeah. that moment of like where you're like 
one against many, you know, mm-hmm. outnumbered, outgunned. Yeah. I, I used to get off on that. Sure. And the booze was really just a side sidetrack. But you've been in, like, experience, especially, like, with fighting, you know, where it's like, you can't, like, the high, the intensity of that, you know. It's very it's hard. It's a different thing. That's it's why like, guys keep coming back. Yeah. You know, even guys like, you know, like Sugar Ray Leonard kept boxing, like, way past his prime. You know, a lot, they all, they all do. They all come back and they get fucked up and, you know, it's like a story as old as time. It's because the, the addiction of being out there and winning and, and just the high of the experience. And then when it's over, their, their definition, their self-definition is all based on their fighting. Yeah. You know, like this is the classic example of the old fighter that it's always, you know, telling war stories, reminding everybody about what he did and how annoying everybody thinks that shit is. They don't want to hear that. Back in 69, I was fighting Mickey, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> you know, you know those guys, you know, and why is that guy? Well, that guy, somehow or another, his life went from being this wild ride of intense experiences to mundane nothingness. Right. Every day he's doing nothing. Every day he's seeing his kids and every day he's getting the paper and every day he's nothing. He's not a fighter anymore. He doesn't have this intense life and he's addicted to like this super high frequency of life. So they go, you know what? I'm going to give it a comeback. I've been thinking, I've been training. I dropped 20 pounds. I've been running around the block. They just want to have that intense experience again. That's regular, I- regular life's not enough. That's what I think, like, especially, I know you got a lot of, like, veterans, a lot of, you know, and that's coming up, by the way, Veterans Day, and, uh, you know, I've done some shows, USO tours and stuff like that, and I see the look in in these young kids' eyes who definitely have been, like, you know, in combat, rotated many, many times, and, like, they come back here, and and it's all surreal for them, you know, whether they're, uh, uh, you know, just, like, walking down the street or whatever, it's got to be such a real adjustment that, like, none of us could ever understand, but I will tell you with comedy that, like, once you, everybody thinks they're a comic, but once you like drink the fucking lifestyle, like when the lifestyle is like where, where you, like, you only feel comfortable hanging out at a comedy club, yeah. you know, that's like, you know, it's like, it's like your secret garden. That's when you know, you're like, you're never yeah. going to go. It's not like your parents are always like, maybe you'll go back to school and blah. It's like, fuck yeah. that. That's never going to happen. I'm never going to whatever. And you know, the fact that I'm the biggest loser in the family yet, you know, I pay the mortgage. They're like pretty stoked about that. So, you know, it's like, <laughs> you know, it's like I'm the most uneducated fucking zero, you know, whatever in my family, but still I, you know, kick in and do my part. So, uh, I just say that like the lifestyle is the fucking addiction and the comedy is like the, you know, is the gravy because, uh, uh, doing the shows, man, it's fucking, I wouldn't trade even a bad one for, for the experience. I'll tell you that. Like looking back in hindsight, like the bad yeah. ones were like lessons they, you needed those. and the good ones were like just fucking jerking off because yeah. the bad ones were like fucking hard, hard lessons, lessons like, like Batman on ice learning yeah. how to fight. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. These are a few that really stand out. I've got some, some bombs. Like from my you, past, where I just still to this day, I'll just go. Oh God, yeah. I'm like brushing my teeth in 2011, thinking about a set I had in '92, and I'm just go. <laughs> fuck, I ate some dick up there. I would be like, <laughs> I would walk out of the theater, and, and it was like nobody, no eye contact. You know, the uh, oh, like shrouded by the crowd, and then you'd uh, walk out, and you're like, please, some kind of automobile hit me or just something <laughs> something horrible so I have a more horrible thing to think about Ugh, yeah but yeah people who don't know have no idea what the experience of bombing feels like I always say it's like sucking a thousand dicks in front of your mother but it's probably <laughs> worse close. it's probably worse than that because somewhere out there someone would like to suck a thousand dicks in front of his mother yeah someone that would be would, a, the ultimate naughty thing an amazing know? race of <laughs> cock <laughs> that would be cool I think a thousand dicks 
It's almost what it's like. When do you like? I'm sorry, mom. It's like a hot dog eating contest, but without the, you know, you definitely don't do it outdoors. (laughs) People don't gather. Yeah, the dicks would get rancid. (laughs) They wouldn't be good by the time you got to them. There's no countdown either. Like (laughs) dicks are like (laughs) ninety-eight, nine hundred and ninety-eight. Yeah, you could lose track. How many loads have I swallowed? (laughs) Speaking of porn, speaking of porn, your show, man, Dave's old porn on Showtime. So what what is this show? What what's going on? You watch porn and you just goof on it? Yeah, it's the Mystery Science Theater of Porn and nice. uh, I've been kicking this idea for like 4 or 5 years and uh you know, uh finally found a place that like it's cool enough to let us do it showtime and uh I came up with the idea with Stuart Bailey who's uh, exec on another TV show and we've just been like, you know, having a ball like working the comics, great comics on it and uh just like legends of porn, you know. You know porn is better if not as well as me and your man over here knows uh tons of porn. You know, like Seika, who like growing up like yeah. you know, Uber goddess. I always thought she was like some German, like being a Jew. I'm a Jew, okay? Like this, like so, like mm, blonde, fucking super hot, uber fucking chick. She's like, you know, she's a country girl from Kansas. You wow. Know? Yeah, I'm not going to say exactly where she's from, but she's like, you know, just a regular chick. Nina Hartley, who's a kind of a crossover. Boogie I met Nights. her once. Yeah, very, very sweet. Met lady. her at the comedy, comedy store. Very nice lady. Very cool. And then, of course, Ron Jeremy, who's like, you know, uh, everybody's, uh, you know, he's the porn star of Millennium. For- Can you remember the first time you met someone in person that you had beaten off to? Who, Ron Jeremy? No, no, no. Was that was it Ron? <laughs> Dave Patel. The worst, fast forwarding. The worst and, is when you, you recognize a, a guy's dick. That's when you know you've seen too much porn. No, like, I love oh, that. That's Peter North. <laughs> You're like, oh, Jesus Christ. The fuck is wrong with me? I'm recognizing dude's dicks. Well, you know, you know that's you're, pre-HD. <laughs> yeah, this is the way, this little is the tiny way. fucking four-inch screen. This is like, uh, the thing about it is like, I've jerked off to all of them. And like, like you know, there was the jerking off from when I was just like a guy jerking off, like any guy out there, like, let's jerk off. And then there was like the research for the show jerk off, where uh. I'd be sitting in my apartment with hundreds of classic retro hairy porn tapes and like watching, 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 and then like going like, okay, we're going to have to like take a break. And like, I'd have to like shoot like this massive, like <laughs> like my dick was owed, like my dick had been so good. Like I seen eye dog, you know? Like, my dick had led me in all the right directions and then it finally got a chance to hold the ball, you know? So I was like, oh my God, it was like, I just have to, have to, you know? So you watched all this stuff just hours watching it. Hours, yeah. Wow. That must be a mind fuck. Well, it was just weird to just have piles of porn. Like, everybody... That was always my big joke. The duffel bag full of VHS porn, you know, moving from one apartment to the next one. Like, did anybody order a sad sailor? You know, you'd always (laughs) show up like, you know, the new roommate, Gulp. What's this guy going to be like? But, uh, you know... Uh, I love tapes. You know, I can tell you, I, I like it better than the downloads. And I know the downloads is killing porn, but you know who can who can avoid it. You like just, tapes, like or CDs? I like a DVDs. CD, you know, like a CD, DVD, whatever. But I used to have the old VHS uh, VHS tapes, and my mom still has the machine. So, you know, sometimes we watch together. Porn guys were always <laughs> coming to the comedy store handing out DVDs. There was Isn't always that porn dudes. Yeah, it's hard being a dude in porn. It really is like the unsung hero. <laughs> really, before Viagra. Ron Jeremy said it on his show with Whitney Cummings. He was like, you know, there's only like 10 guys who could do this without Viagra. You know, it's like you really had to like love. You had to be a Zen master. Yeah, like, like and to come when they want you and all that yeah. kind of stuff. That was like back in the day. Now it's like, you know, there's a lot of enhancement. There's a lot of training. There's, yeah, you know, Botox. Well, they squeeze their balls to yeah. try to keep the, like, you, men can do like Kegels. Sort of like girls. That's true, yeah. They yeah. Can, like, if you really want to become a professional, you sit around and you just, you know, that you there's, think of squeezing your dick. Think of I'm just doing like, it now. Okay, I'm doing it too. Mm. Ready? If you just do that oh, shit all day, oh, you got to do it blood. for like a count of 20. Like, 
Well, where are you squeezing? Like I'm squeezing my ball area. Your ball, like just from the taint up? up the, yeah, from the taint up, just trying uh. to squeeze that whole area. Oh. Thinking about the same muscles that you would use, you're trying not to piss your pants. Fuck, motherfucker. And oh, you do shit. that, man. That do that for sucks. like 20 seconds. Do reps of 20. You got to get real zen with that. Do you ever like <laughs> hang a weight on your cock and like try and do the whole like... You know, uh, I haven't done that yet. Yeah, that's, that's I was worried, worried like, that that would rip it. A rip, rip yeah, your dick off. Yeah. yeah. Or, or just tear a fiber. Have you heard about one. the silicone that, that guys have been shooting in their dicks for... Yes. Uh, I saw one guy. Yeah, it's yeah. disgusting. Oh, uh, To it make it look insane. bigger or yeah. younger? Yeah. Was it silicone or was it saline? <laughs> saline or something where oh, it, it might pump, have been pumps it up. Yeah. To make it look younger? It, no, bigger. make it look... Because that's what women want, a younger looking dick. But <laughs> 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 yeah. the ball sack comes gives out. it away, gives the age away. The ball sack is the definite pin code on your cock so it's like dick's not exa- exactly handsome by the time it comes out if you got to yeah, that point it's gonna get buried oh, it's yeah. gonna get buried somewhere don't wow. worry about it Good but these that. guys they they shoot it into their balls oh. was it saline or was it silicone it might I, have been silicone i, sil- I, I think know. it was silicone but they did yeah his balls became this big giant like floppy sort of water bag thing oh. it's like almost like a like like a like the inside of a waterbed or something. It was like sloshy. Yeah, you know. So, and his dick was all sloshy. It was really oh, weird. It was yeah. like everything was big and fat and plump. Yeah, I love oddities. That would be yeah. like a good like uh, mystery, <laughs> like one of those TLC shows. You know, oddities. You know no. the ones where it's like I didn't know I was pregnant, and the girl wore a coat in yeah. her house for like nine months. Is show is Showtime allowing you to show penetration and things no. like that? They, they no. cover it up with like a green screen type thing where they have like their couch sitting. You know, yeah, I, I use the couch as the cover. So it's kind of very much like Mystery Science Theater, kind of where they do a lot. It's it, so it you show like clips of it, but once they start actually penetrating, you don't show that. No, so we, we don't show, show tits. We, we show tits. We show actual. Uh, we're Ass. not allowed to show much penis because uh, that was one of the very cool. Because there's a lot of fans of this stuff out uh-huh. there, and I don't know the stuff half as well as these guys do the like, uh, retro stuff you know and they're like you know i want to see more dick or whatever I, I would love to show gay porn like i think all porn is the same you know what i'm saying right. it's all good you know it's all fighting the fight the good fight but it's like they're like we want to see more penis but they have a thing about penis there like on i think on all premium channels you know like you're allowed to show more hooch than you are penis for some reason i don't know what who, who dicks are offensive who, well yeah well dicks are so, ugly as think you of said the and, intense you know, I a bit violence. on that too but uh yeah, they're just fucking fantastically whatever. But I guess the penis, you know, whatever, you're allowed to show for like a second. But the hooch, you can show. There's more area of the vagina that's right. showable, especially if it's incredibly hairy. And these boxes are like fucking Ridiculous. wow. Like pulling uh, Hussein out of that hole, the spider hole. <laughs> that's like that. Every, every time I would see one of these porn, I'm like, we got him. We got him. <laughs> I mean, Joe, I don't know if you like porn. Do you guys like hair, hairy, hairy boxes? I don't yeah. like that. I do. I, I dealt with you it do. when I was yeah. young. Not your girl. Your girl's got to be like clean no, and neat yeah. for, for work, right? No, She's but I, I like having a, li- a little patch. Like the girls that just shave it all the time. Yeah. I, I don't like that. I like it maybe once every three weeks you have a little patch or something, you know? Right. Isn't it funny that the intense violence they show on a network like Showtime on a regular basis, mm-hmm. like ridiculous. Like, did you see the movie Drive? Yes. No. Well, yeah. They'll probably show that uncut on on Showtime, right? That was an incredibly violent fucking movie. Really? Some of those scenes, bad? yeah. There were some scenes that were pretty deep. That oh. scene in the elevator with that. Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's, yeah. Like, it's really intense. Well, well Showtime would play it because yeah, it's like yeah, an of HBO. course they would. Uh, so sh- how come they won't show Dex? Well, I think it has to do with there's like some kind of standard thing, but Dexter, which is like a really cool serial killer show, yeah. like you're seeing like a disembowelment. Yeah. Kind of so, but we're Americans, so like we, we're into you know, violence, but the sex thing is is like you it's know, amazing. Ooh, watch out! But, but it's amazing how intense the violence can get, and everybody's cool oh, with it. It's never enough, right? Yeah. The next movie always has to have more fucking you know 
beheadings and shit like that. Yeah, yeah. That's why overseas, like when you go overseas, you, you've done like shows in England and all that kind of stuff. They have this impression of us of a, like this like gun fucking nut. You know, it's savage. Like, I love guns yeah. personally. I respect them, and I think everybody should be allowed to have one. But I agree. It's like over you go overseas, and they're like, you know, you cowboy, blah blah yeah. blah blah blah, and they try to imitate our movies yeah. with their shitty, you know, whatever, you know, stories. And I'm like, dude, you know. I wish America was as cool as, as you see in these movies because it ain't. <laughs> it's a strip mall, all right? It's a pedicure, fucking strip mall, fucking Sam's Club. You it's know. not Stallone and Cobra. It's none of that, dude. There's no hanging off the skid it's of not a red, helicopter. It's not Red Dawn. It's fucking, yeah, it's really pretty tame here. <laughs> yeah, but most of the, uh, the countries you go to, like they do, they look at you like you've done something. You in, America. in America? Oh, yeah. You say you're they American? They hate us. It's, most countries hate us right now. It's it's kind. Of, I mean, not us, but hate what this you know as a unit is doing. Mm-hmm. Well, that's why the, <laughs> whenever you go overseas, you know, like uh, you know, some guys would go like, if it gets really bad, pretend you're Canadian. I'm like, fuck <laughs> no, I'm not gonna do that. <laughs> if it gets really bad, it's like, it's like I'm not gonna do that. I'm gonna fucking go head to head with this Moroccan kid who's fucking you know. I'm gonna go balls deep with it i'm gonna fucking not pull back on that i mean honestly i like how they always like make us like we, we the creator of evil and it's yeah, like right? it's like you talk to some guy from holland and it's like didn't you start slavery i mean honestly i mean you know i'm you know we're pretty dumb in america but really weren't you the first guys to do it you know i think everybody's portugal or something you know whatever weren't they all doing slavery i mean who we just did it better and longer that was the problem you know you gotta like get out and get out early how long but, did the romans do it for Oh, I don't know, but I was... I mean, have there been periods where there was slavery and then no slavery? How, how does that work? We're all slaves now to our debit cards, aren't we? That's true, a little <laughs> let's, bit. Let's yeah. fucking cut them up right now. Yeah, I mean, when, <clears throat> you know, when, when slaves are fed you know, and they're housed, um, and when you look at someone who gets minimum wage, and you look at that, like, can that even feed you and house you? Like, you might have been better off being a slave... If you could quit. Right. <laughs> like, if, you know what I mean? <laughs> if you like, got the weekends yeah, off. Yeah, you could be a slave, like, but as long as they're not mean to you and they just feed you and make you work, it's almost like they have, they've just given you a job. Because most people can't even feed themselves and house themselves for what they're getting paid. Obviously, it's worse to be a slave because you don't have a choice. You know, but it's, it's really crazy when you think of the idea that you could have someone work for 40 hours in a week and they can't even have a roof over their heads. They can't even, they'll work all day long and what their, their physical presence is worth is not even enough to sustain it. That is so fucking true. I, I was thinking about it the other day, how like 40 hour week was like what everybody was taught. In this country, anybody who's doing 40 hours, that's the minimum. People yeah. are working 50, Everything 60, they can. Yeah, whatever. They whatever they can. And, and, and that's because, like, whatever. Yeah. Like, my brother's a pilot, and he makes, like, 12 bucks an hour, you know? When, when an airline all, pilot? He's an airline pilot, They yeah. make 12 bucks an yeah. hour? Yeah, he's not for a big airline, but a regional airline. Jesus Christ. And, like, still, it's like, you know, it's a, like... He's like almost an astronaut, dude. <laughs> you yeah, know, he's like I've heard that too, other but... people's lives in his thing. And he's like, you know, they're always like cutting back on their pensions and, you know, why, all their why do pilots get paid so little? I, I don't know. Pilots would be someone who you'd want to really fucking take care exactly. of. Exactly. Especially like since like the turnover <sighs> is, is like, you know, they don't get enough rest and they don't get, they have <sighs> to do all So it's amazing the disparity in terms of like income for some people, whatever. And same thing with teachers. Like I come from like, you know, parents who teach and they treat them like shit and honestly i mean honestly you got kids you know how it is it's like you know it's a day-to-day grind yeah you know trying to keep your kids on the right path and these people have to do it 
every day. A lot of kids come from a lot of different backgrounds and they got to meld that together into a class. And they get, you know, everybody's like, you know, they don't deserve a pension. Well, fuck, I think they do, you know? Yeah, it's weird that I guess it's just because we, we aren't forced. We aren't forced to pay teachers more. We aren't forced to pay cops more. We aren't forced to pay pilots more. So they just don't get paid more. Well, you know what I mean, they can't. They, there's, they don't have enough bargaining power to step away from it. Yeah, I think that you know, we. I'm not smart enough to like say exactly why it's happening. I just know that it's definitely an abusive tactic by a corporation to keep these people yeah. to to whatever because they can do it. Yeah, and because they, they and can they, do it, and they know they can do it, and people can't really go I mean, anywhere else because they, they could told do it to them me. There. Yeah, if you told me that my ticket was going to be twenty bucks more, fifty bucks more, mm. whatever the fuck it was, and you could pay the pilots a fair wage. As long as it's not unreasonable, right. I, w- I would take that. Easy, uh, easy. Yeah. 20 bucks more? <laughs> you, you don't think all those people... <laughs> I'm just kidding. Everybody on the plane pays 20 bucks to this No, guy. but the baggage shit should go. The, like, yeah. what's, that, what's that going for? That was I understood it at the, the, when we were going through that gas problem that we're right. having. But now it's just re- ridiculous that they even charge for bags. If you have three bags, that shouldn't be hundreds of dollars. Why don't they just add that into the price, you know? Well, if they're going to charge 50 bucks for a bag, when it gets there, everything in that bag should be folded nicely, maybe a little treat to put right. in there with a thank you. Did you see that Gus? lady where they, uh, they opened up her bag and they found a vibrator in it and they wrote a note, a yeah. little letter that said, get your freak on? Oh, cool. And now that's a lawsuit, I'm sure. Oh, they're going to fucking have the guy killed. <laughs> what about the cat? The cat just died that uh, I think it was American or Continental Airlines lost they somebody's lost cat. cat and they found it and it was so malnutrition and then the, the cat was like on life support and on Facebook it got thousands and thousands and thousands of people backing it up and it just died this week How did they, they lost it for like a long time yeah it got it was, lost it was hiding out in the uh, whatever like it went into the inner oh, yeah. bowels Wait, this of sound, the plane didn't this happen a long time ago yeah but a the, the cat just died this uh, two days ago oh it happened a couple weeks yeah. ago what about that penguin nobody seems to keep track <laughs> yeah, remember penguins? that the penguin who didn't go to uh, where he was supposed to go in New Zealand they were like raising him they kept releasing him but he kept coming back yeah, yeah whatever happened <laughs> yeah like I mean I thought they were tracking that bitch for a while because I was like you know if he comes back one more time they should really just fucking kill him yeah I, I think so because he, he just doesn't want to be a penguin he wants to be a, a, a whatever a parrot you know they uh, they found a <laughs> step bunch step up of, by the way they found a bunch of gay penguins in the zoo and uh, in Toronto, and they're, they're like people getting mad because they're separating the gay penguins and putting the gay penguins in with uh, the female penguins, like separating them. Oh, that's not right. Because, no. And then people are mad. They're like, you know, you're against gays. And they're like, no, but we, we've got to trick these these gay penguins into fucking these girls. Otherwise, like, the species is going to probably die. Wow. <laughs> you know, like, it's the first survival of the species. I mean, not, you know. It's survival of the zoo species. That's least. crazy. I didn't even know that. Yeah. So what are they going to do? Like, <clears throat> I don't know. They're African penguins, and uh, they're they're. Uh, I guess there's not that many of them. I mean, that must be what they're saying. And so they got these. Well, how gay the are they? That's what I, <laughs> That's super I mean, would they? You know, like, know. they bang a chick just for a goof. I mean, that would be. Kind of, you know. I think a lot of gay guys would do that. A lot of gay guys. Yeah, have, why like, not? Girlfriends that they might get their freak on with every now and then. You know, I think that's cool. Yeah, I mean, if you know, I think it's probably way easier for a gay guy <laughs> more to, Hawaiian coffee to do that. No thanks, I'm good. <laughs> I think it's probably way easier for a gay guy to do that. You, you know, know? Uh, the gay punk, the gay like in um, what was I going to say? The gay penguin thing, I think, is a good good thing because I think they have every right to marry. <laughs> they should marry them, and then they should what you would call it, let them adopt. It's kind of douchey that they separate them. Yeah, I think that what, is every ninety percent of every species that's ever existed is gone. Are we going to keep the penguins forever? 
What if like we get to the future and the future, you know, we, we all can communicate with each other with our minds and, you know, we, we live in some place where energy is created, you know. And, do you think about that shit a lot? Yeah, I do too. All the time. Do you think we're going to keep penguins? They're just going to be shitting all over the place, waddling around. They're supposed to die off. I, They're I, supposed to. I love that show. They're um, not perfect. You ever see that show like if uh, without people, the earth without people? And like yeah. what would happen? Like like all the stuff we've ever built. Yeah. We, like within years will yeah. turn into like there's like only like three things that will survive like the pyramids, the Hoover Dam for a while, you know, like something uh, maybe yeah. the, you know, Star Dome in Birmingham, Alabama. Some weird <laughs> comedy club. They'll be like yeah. the funny bone chain will survive. But yeah, I love that kind of shit. And uh, I also think about like all the food we eat were like choices that like people were like, you know, corn and, you know, they made corn the way it was. It used to be wilder, you know, it right. used to be like fucking Like crazy. that Indian shit you put on your door for Thanksgiving. Yeah, like that kind of stuff. That was like real food. It wasn't just like, you right. know, hey, I'm weird, you know, watch out, Wiccan. <laughs> hey, you look know? at my crazy corn. <laughs> and there's like probably were seeds that like no longer exist that probably had all the cures for cancer and all that kind of stuff. But we'll never know now because like <laughs> we, we eat like 20 things, you yeah. know, and that's about it. Well, also we change things to make them more durable. You ever have some heirloom tomatoes? Tomatoes. Mm. heirloom tomatoes are tomatoes that are made with those old seeds god damn they're fucking good dude it's incredible what are they they're tiny or they're big no they're big big oh, fucking they ju- well they're you know regular size and big and some of them are even small they even have heirloom cherry tomatoes uh. but god damn that's when you realize that tomatoes are supposed to be a fruit Tomatoes are not supposed to be a vegetable. It's become a vegetable because it's durable. So we've sucked all the deliciousness out of it, and it's this pale, pinkish, sloppy fucking thing that melts in your mouth when you bite into it. That's not what those other, the old tomatoes are like. The old tomatoes are like a kind of a weird fruit. They're fucking delicious. Yeah. They're delicious, man. I remember when I lived in New Jersey, my grandfather used to grow tomatoes in his backyard. And they were fucking amazing. You know, this is like probably the 1970s, you know, mm. and these tomatoes were just ridiculous. And we, w- we would eat slices of these tomatoes. And you've never had tomatoes like that since then. My grandmother uh, had those and rhubarb. And rhubarb used wow. to be my, like, my kind of my sneaky dessert that I thought was delicious. But now I look at taste it so sour and tart. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, just raw. I guess rhubarb. those big tomatoes that my grandfather grew, you can't get those and put them in a truck. No, I, they just they'll be useless Mush. in a day or two. I gotta check that you know? out. They'll they'll rot like way quicker. You know, Dude. they they go bad quick. The heirloom tomatoes go bad pretty quick. I I've never had I gotta try that out. Oh, they're fucking delicious, man. Tell but you, you. you eat meat, right? Yeah. You still eat meat oh yeah, that. for sure. Yeah, like there's something like uh our meat and then like when you go like you know, I was like in Brazil or something like that, and we ate steak down there. Uh-huh. I was like, "Wow, what the fuck is this? This is like really tasty, grass fed." Yeah, it's like it's like different fucking yeah. than our meat, but uh, you know, it's like I'm such a fat, sad guy that I'll eat any meat. Like, <laughs> I mean, I liked it more, but I still like you know, like I'll they know eat what they're doing McDonald's, in Brazil. You know? In Brazil, yeah. they know what the fuck they're doing, man. There's something they, about fucking the, meat. Mm. The churrascarias. Did you ever eat one of those? What is Where that? you go and they bring the meat on a stick, like they have a fogo oh, de yeah, chao, yeah, okay. like that that kind of place. Mm-hmm. That those places are amazing. They, they, they. You know, I, I went to one of those in uh, one of the things in Brazil is they serve like organs and shit. I, like I went to those know. and they had like chicken hearts and all these different yeah. things that you don't. Oh, you ugh! How could you ugh? That just sounds. Have you ever tried them? Yeah, I've never had that. Oh my god! They, Marinated. They like sort of. They put some sort of a glaze on it and they grill it. You know, everything the way they cook everything in the churrascaria is they have these steaks and they stick them like in front of the fire and they rotate. It's basically sort of like a rotisserie thing going on, and then they glaze it with this i don't know what they're they're basting sauces i don't know what the fuck it is but it's 
goddamn delicious. No. And when you go to Brazil, in in the Brazil ones, uh, they had a lot of organs and shit. They had like livers and hearts and stuff like that. Have you always ate like such crazy things? Like you eat bone marrow, you eat like you always get like liver and stuff. Do you do you always have you always been like that, or is that something you got into later? No, I've always been attracted to eating organs. Weird. I hate lamb. I I had lamb the other uh, day, and it tastes like eating farms. I think meat and (laughs) meat and organs. (laughs) I love it. I love lamb. I eat lamb all the time. I think meat and organs and stuff like that it uh, can connects you to your that's yours, dude. connects you to uh, your 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 roots as a, a predator. Yeah, it, it's it's a cheap way to do it because you're you know you're not actually going out and getting it yourself, but you get the uh, the charge of it. You know, there's, uh, I'm with you on that. There's, like there's energy you get from meat that you don't. I don't believe you get from vegetables. I mean, people can you know, debate me on this, and I've tried to I've tried vegetarian diets before. I have, I did a vegetarian diet for over a year when I was doing uh, martial arts when I was competing. Did I try to stay at a certain weight? Oh right, um, all about weight. Yeah, I didn't like the way I felt. Didn't I, I felt like weaker? I don't know. Yeah, meat um, is power. Meat meat gives you the fucking power. I, I there's some badass vegans out there. Don't get me wrong, but you know, uh, but I think they're doing it wrong. I don't, I don't know. As I'm older now, I, I, it's like all the steaks and all that shit that I used to eat, like burgers, like just like burger, burger, burger. And it was, it was like club diet because it was like, you know, you're right. up late and yeah. there's like, like three things to eat. It's all that and fat and grease is the I problem. loved it though. You so know, delicious. Drunk, I was oh. fucking having a great time. But now, now that you're older now, you like, you know, you, you like go to Taco Bell, let's say. You know, it's mm-hmm. like a treat, and like yeah. it blows your fucking body apart. <laughs> yeah, if you take some time off like a of clown, shit food, fucking fuck yeah. me or something. It's just like I'm like, I always have that feeling after crazy. I eat a whole pizza. Oh, know? okay. When I haven't really, had pizza in a whole year now. God, really, a whole wow. year? Because I, I, I was That's using amazing. that as a as a thing to do my show. Like oh. it took me so long to do the post production. That like I was like okay I want to eat pizza or fries and those were like my big food groups oh, and like wow. you know I was like as a treat I was like waiting and waiting waiting so like the Holy last show I was gonna shit. have a pizza you know like a pizza party or something wow isn't that, isn't that lame no it's no, awesome. smart it's the best pizza that. ever I, 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 it's like yeah it's like I can only I like fantasize about it you know because pizza is so fuck especially like deep dish and you know this so, whatever New York supposedly has good pizza but there's way cooler pizza out there I know that than know? New York New York I love a slice you know but like there's places like Chicago, I think, has like fucking. Yeah, I think yeah, Chicago. Well, that deep dish pizza is not like a real pizza. That's a yeah, what sort is of that? a casserole. That's thing. like a lasagna okay. pizza. That's yeah, great it's pizza. Still, it's, good. it's delicious. Yeah, it's it's great. That's but it's, wild pizza. You know, when you get like a deep dish one with like, I, I remember I got a deep dish seafood pizza with like the fake crab and right. like scallops and and, and, oh, wow. and clams and shit. I was like, okay, how is this a pizza? It's a California this is a casserole. Yeah. This is a goddamn casserole. But, it's delicious. Yeah. So whatever it's going to be, it's probably going to be like, oh man, I can't wait. You know, yeah, there's but fries. I think I have to give up forever now because like fries forever. Like, they're like cigarettes, you know. It's like, they're so bad for you. Love, you know. You don't realize it, but you know when you, when you eat healthy. Whenever I I eat pretty healthy, but every now and then I'll go off the deep end. You know, I'll, but you work out. Yeah, you, you got to keep moving. But it's still you feel it. You feel the fries. You mm. feel the the fucking the breaded chicken sandwich from Jack in the Box sliding See? down your intestines. You feel it. Joe, I have a question. Um, yeah. Do you like this song? Because this, to me, is a cheesy <laughs> song, but it's horrible. But every time I listen to it, I can't stop thinking if you like this song. What song? It's that song that goes, I work out. <laughs> I do. You know that you know, you know song I'm talking about? I know. About? Yeah. What are you talking, talking about? about? Jersey Shore. First of all, listen to this. Is that man. what it's from? I don't, I don't know any I got my free. <laughs> 
I don't know any music that's playing today. All day. All I oh listen to is like 70s. I listen to, this is what I listen to. I listen to Led Zeppelin. I listen to Jimi Hendrix. I listen to uh, the Allman Brothers. Wow. I listen to talk radio. I listen to Dwight Yoakam lately. That's it. All right, for this show Thursday. I don't want to hear some new, sh- new music. For this show Thursday, you I'm going to play, play it for me. And when you walk it. out. Don't yeah, you do it. Don't you do it, you fuck. So you can don't talk you do it, it, you fuck. How dare you? I, I, don't, I don't know any music, man. I, I, I hear new music, and I'm like, what the fuck is this? And, and someone will be like, that's a huge hit. I'm like, what are you talking about? How is that possible? Do you, do you feel like it's like yourself when you were a kid? Like my dad would always, yeah. like, I'd play Nine Inch Nails. Like, that shit is awful. He was always yeah. screaming at exactly. me. Exactly. I don't get it. I'm an weird? old man. It's just what happened. I became just like every other person's dad became. Yeah. Just like when you were a kid and your dad didn't get your shit, you know? Damn. Well, here's the cool uh, thing about porn, which is like everybody has that waka waka whatever porn thing. And like I've been watching all these old tapes. There was like some really like just hardcore fucking tunes in there, if not like <laughs> classical Vivaldi, you know, like they, they really, these movies were really more movie than they were sex. And uh, they would have like, you know, they'd have like ambient music and then they'd have love themes. And they, for, all of a sudden, like a sax solo would start playing as the girls you know, going down on it, dude. So it's weird that like, you know, everybody has this uh, image of the porn of just like that waka waka, you waka, know, guitar waka. fucking bullshit. But that's like every comics joke their first couple of years, yeah, the chicka boom boom thing. But it, it's not, it's not all like that. So. I know it's weird, it's weird that weird, that yeah. became sort of a, a meme. Yeah, you know, that, like so, that must porn. have been someone's joke, and everyone else has just been sort of swiping it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of that in the porn, but then there's yeah. also like this weird, you know, just crazy, you know, like Gregorian chanting or something. Really, you know? I listen to like tons of the porn music because you know, like. Where is it from? You know, got to make sure I have the. Like, so when you're watching these, do you yeah. do you put them aside? And you go, okay, this one is interesting because of this, and you like mark mm-hmm. it. Yeah, well, it really had to do with when we were doing the show of like who we could get to be on the show. So you know, a lot of these uh, legends haven't done porn in a while, and they moved on to do other things. And like, I'm sure there's a million people asking them to do shit. So I didn't want to be a, a, a jerk off and just be like whatever. So right. we had to see so what we had get, access to do. Do you get the, led, the girls that were in the films, and then they're here today? And yeah, sit with you. Yeah, yeah, <sighs> and they do like a play by play kind of stuff. And we asked them like, it's not like a James Lipton actress. It's a porn party. It's right. not like this like serious. You like you'd love doing it. Like yeah, you'd so, love to do it. So like, they Joe, have to just, like, um, but, just hanging out, and, but they have to be willing to like embrace their past. Oh, they're totally cool with it. Yeah. I mean, I don't see why they wouldn't be because it's like do you, you don't have any resistance. Like none of them say, "Hey, that's in the past." Oh, some of them do don't want to do it. Yeah. They've moved on in their lives, and we respect that. But uh, you know, the ones that do do it, it's all celebration and tribute to their films, right? And, and like Georgina Spelvin, who's the uh, Devil and Miss Jones, which is people always talk about the behind the green door is like the ultimate. But Devil and Miss Jones is like a way cooler movie if you ask me because. It's really? got like a really interesting like uh, hell damnation kind of plot to it. Really, came out the same year as The Exorcist or around that time, and uh, it played in movie theaters and it blew people away. And, and it's a good movie. Yeah, I think it's a really good movie because it's you about it's a like, woman who okay, kills herself. Uh, Georgina Spielman plays like a spinster woman who kills um, herself. She's not spoiler. Oh, okay. Well, we don't watch. We can't watch the whole movie, but. <laughs> At the end, you know, she goes to hell and she gets to sample all the pleasures of the flesh. And devil, devil in Miss Jones? The devil of Miss Jones, yeah. In. Devil and Miss Jones. Oh, and. And Miss Jones. And um, at the end, you know, go by what happens is she was a spinster who denied herself and she becomes like a sex, you know, she's awakened sexually. And uh. then uh, the ending is a very cool twist ending for a porn movie or any movie, which is like, you know, she spends eternity with a... 
uh, I, I assume it's a, a priest or a man who doesn't like oh. pussy and she needs to be fucked. So You would know it's this. It's very cool. It was like before the, the X-Files. And wow. <laughs> it's like weird. I'm trying to relate it to something. You you would know this. Sure. Um, because uh, you, you're so deep into that world. At what, when Deep Throat came out, they right. thought that was going to be like the beginning of like legit movies where they showed people fucking, right? Yeah, Deep Throat we never had access to because that's like a legendary film that like everyone says they own and I need, oh, I need really? to license everything. So Everyone but, says they own? Like well, just a, a well Deep Throat, I can't, I can't give you the exact company who distributes it, but uh, they... Deep Throat is definitely one of the the movies that everybody goes to. Like Debbie Does Dallas is another one where, right. like, you know, it's really hard to like lock down the rights to use that kind of stuff. And I uh-huh. make sure I had rights to use all the stuff that we use. You know? Debbie Does Dallas just had a great name. It wasn't the best porn in the world. It wasn't the best porn, but it's still like that girl, um, the girl who plays Debbie. I forget her name right now. She's super hot, and like uh, we had it on. Um, Indeed, this was like the pilot for the show I did. It's the greatest now. name of all time, though. <laughs> Uh, yeah, like we, we had on Robert Kerman, who was the guy who bangs Debbie and Debbie does Dallas. Super cool guy, lives in New York. And like, I, he was like one of these legends who were like, I can't believe he's going to do the show. You know, we were like so excited. Right. And uh, that was like for a different, actually, that was the pilot that we have never shown. Does so. he not do porn anymore? Did he stop? No, he doesn't do it. He's, you know, like, uh, I'm sure he, he'd love to do it because like anything else, you know, that was his, his scene. But you know, it was just cool to watch him watch himself in the porn movie. And wow. like you said, you're right. It wasn't that great. It was like really tongue in cheek. And like um, Debbie, whether she's alive, dead or just doesn't want to be found. I, there's something about her, man. She's like just super hot and like she's flubbing her lines and she's basically laughing the whole way through the movie. And, you know, just like at the end when you finally get to see her fuck, you're like, it was worth it. You know what I'm saying? It's like it's like a nice payoff. Like the pinata broke, lots of candy for everybody. Good times. <laughs> so you you uh you can't use that one? No, I can't. Like I I'd love to use there's so many other ones. So there's there's a few movies like that that are worth like a lot of money, I guess. Is yeah, that what it is? No, honestly, yeah. They they're they're definitely collectors. Is there a way that you could license it for? Oh, probably down the road, you know. Down the road. Down the road. Well, the, like if you do like a season two, season one's I hope successful. So. I hope Come so. on, who the fuck ever it is, it owns Debbie Does Dallas. <laughs> Don't be a whore with this. <laughs> Debbie Does Dallas, uh Behind the Green Door and um, you know, uh, the, the movie I just talked about, The Devil, Devil Miss Jones. Jones. Those are the ones that everyone kind of knows. But then there's, Joe, you'll back me up on this, <laughs> hundreds and thousands of tapes that no one has ever seen or yeah. like Ultra Flesh with Seika is a great fucking movie. Uh-huh. I mean, it's hilarious. I watch it with Jim Norton and Seika and Jim knows porn better than me <laughs> any day, every day, all yeah. day. And like he was, he was digging it and like it's got like crazy scenes in it. It's a sci-fi thing. And E3, The Extra Testicle, which is one of the first parodies. <laughs> Ron Jeremy actually wrote it, and, you know, he took us through some of it. And, like, unfortunately, we can only watch clip by clip by clip. We can't watch entire movies because right. it would be just, like, you know. How long is your show? You is could do half, half an hour. It's a half hour? Yeah, like 22 should be minutes, an hour, man. Oh, God. For that? You could do Mystery Science Not for Science what they're paying me. <laughs> <laughs> you should do, like, full-on Mystery Science Theater style where they do the they whole movie. They did do the whole movie. And, yeah. like, I wanted to make sure that it was different enough from them because they, their thing with the robots where they're looking at the movie. We kind of like turn. We're always facing the crowd. Right. Like we're different, and we pop in and out. And it's not like that scene where like they used to have like really cool segments with Joel Hot, Hot, Hodges, right? Mm-hmm. He would like 
have to run in with the puppets and watch the movie and then they run out and do like some kind of crazy you know like sketch right. and i was like that really worked you know and I, I i didn't want to do any of that i just wanted to get to the heart of like what what i what i wanted to do which is like right. get comics talking and it's not about porn only it's a lot of just us like railing each other and then bringing out the porn star to legitimize the show and i think just from the feedback we got thank you so much to all the people who like this stuff the people who do it you know, can't thank you enough. And uh, I'm, I'm hosting the Avian Porn Awards. Oh, that's awesome! Uh, this year, and you know, I've, it's my second time. And this time, I'm letting them stick it in. You know, it's like <laughs> this time it's anal. No, <laughs> this time we're going full tilt. But uh, it's like these people really do. Honestly, they're super cool. And the fact that they let us even just like hang out with them was was really cool. So, so. you you've embraced the the porn comedy connection. Oh yeah, absolutely. We're all loners. We're Ronin. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> We're a fucking warrior, road warrior. There's some sort of a connection. It's um, fucking evil. That's what yeah. I think. It's like we're talking about like jobs and security. Like you and I both know that like we work week to week. Whether it's a you know like you know we we've both done okay. But you remember back in the day like wow if I don't get anything this month yeah and I don't know what's gonna happen you yeah know? Like one of those yeah, weird... you start really wondering whether yeah. I should be doing this. You'll be yeah. like you know what what here can I sell that uh yeah you know, mm. I sold all my comic books. Oh, did you do that? darkest moment? Oh my god, sold all my comic books and still just terrible. You, you seem like a collector, dude. Like what? what do you, how about coins? I would no. find that's like the weirdest collection. <laughs> but I'm stamps. into that stamps, stamps and coins. coins. No, I've never collected it. I collect pool cues. I play pool, so I collect. That's cool. Like, when you were but a kid, it's, did you to collect? Me, it's like artwork. You know, it's like hand card. Most of them are like made by, you know, master pool cue manufacturers. You know, when I was a kid, like I collected army men. Like I loved it, but not like the really cool ones. Just like tons of army men. Right. I used to set them up and have these amazing wars. Oh like, really? The war, like they do like jokes on it now, like the war of the couch. You know, yeah. like, yeah. like the pillow, men. the pillow. You know, That's pillow so people awesome. wouldn't let they whatever in my own head. And they were all on like snowboards. Yeah, just you, like slap, yeah. set them down. Oh, fucking just amazing battles. Their feet would be like all stuck to like one little platform and you put them places. Me and my friend used to do these battles where we would put army men on each side of the kitchen and with a golf ball, yes. kind of like bowling, where you'd roll and <laughs> try and too. knock each other. Yeah. That's the shit people did before video games. Yeah. And what, what what would happen is like um, every time like my parents would get thrown out of their house or something like that, you know, like they'd move, they'd go like, okay, we got to throw stuff out. Do you want to, like, the army men? I'd be like, no, hold, hold on to that. I, I think I know someone who wants that. It's like, that was, like, my one, like, you know, treasure. From, you had to keep the army men. They were crazy. And yeah. it was, like, some were big, some were tiny, so I'd have to make up stories in my head of, like, how they would be whatever that size. Like well, mine were, I was into marbles for a while. Marbles, oh, yeah, cool. Too. I used to play marbles. Mm-hmm. That's marbles probably an illegal toy game. for kids now. Yeah, because marbles. someone could swallow well, it one, and die. One kid might swallow it and yeah. ruin it for everybody else. <laughs> Oh, yeah, we play with a lot marbles and jacks. Jacks are just designed so you can slip on one and it impales your fucking skull. Yeah, think about what that is. The little <laughs> metal spikes you're playing with. You could throw those on the road and flatten someone's fucking car. Well, that's you a know, ninja toy. With <laughs> yeah, <it's> like little <laughs> shurikens. I mean, think of jacks, a ball and jacks. You just set yourself up for a scenario where someone's going to step on that fucking ball and, and impale those jacks in their eyeballs. My mom's friend's kids, they're, like, allergic to, like, candy or something. Oh, But it's not, like, one kids. of those, like, it's just, like, something they, they like, gum. I don't think they're allowed to have gum. Oh, And I'm gosh. like, wow. Like, what, what, what do you, what, do you want to hold a battery? Like, <laughs> I, I feel like, you know, you know, like, we're kids eventually. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know what, the, what would get you up, the wind? You know, yeah. I, I don't I don't know. Well, you, you know, it's they're sucks. only going to be so safe. Well, I guess that's the problem. These kids, you know. 
Whatever. Today. These who, kids who, who today. Am judge? <laughs> These who am I to judge? These kids today. Do you, do you ever look back at like you know the, the when you when you first started out in comedy and you look at all the years that you put in now and you think God what if I had to do that again? Oh shit! Well, what I, was, I have to go through all I, the the early part again? Yeah, I, I, I don't know if I could do it. I don't know if I could actually do it because I, I, back then I was so. Like, I hated myself so much, and I still hate myself, but the hate, the self-hate pro- propelled me forward because where I was was a dark place, so it kept propelling me forward. What now. is it about comics and hating themselves? Do you hate yourself? Not, Not anymore. Yeah, you don't, No, right? I think I hated myself when I was young. Yeah, no, I, I don't know. It's just like... I hated other people, too. Oh, you did? No, I really hated <laughs> myself, and I still hate myself. And it's like, it's such a great propeller of forward Why motion. Why is that, though? Are you, are you trying, what is, is the, I, the motivation to not hate yourself anymore, to, no, to push forward? <laughs> it's just like, no, it's no, my but, secret weapon. It's but I mean, when you say that it propels you, how yeah. does it propel you, the self-hate? Does it propel you in that it inspires you to not want to hate yourself more so you no. work harder? Like, how does it propel you? I don't know. I feel like it gives you, like, power of, like, you know, just, like, you're in an evil place and like whatever like especially back in the early days with the heckling you know it was uh-huh. like they were fucking heckling me and i already hated myself so like just fit you know it right just, it made it feel so right so you would like shit on yourself while they were heckling yeah you? like it just felt good <laughs> it, it just felt like normal like verbally abusive fucking like homecoming you know that's so, hilarious i don't know man i do you you're a younger comic so you probably don't feel that way. No. <laughs> I don't have time to feel anything right See, now. See, there you go. Numb is better than <laughs> numb is better. bro. Stay numb. Yeah. Well, you yeah. got like the super hot girlfriend, and that's great because you're emotionally like numb. Right. So she's like, what are you thinking? Nothing. Thinking Nothing loads. at all. How many I got left in me? <laughs> How many loads are left? Yeah. It's like that movie about time. How many loads are left? Yeah, it's it's an amazing number, though. How many comics are, just have something in the back of their head, either sort of self hate or just a, an intense, uh, uncomfortable, you know, yeah, un- uncomfortable feeling about themselves and the world they live in, and socially awkward. There's a lot of those dudes. Yeah, but uh, you know the fact that like we lose all these really good guys, like Geraldo, Craig Geraldo, yeah. and uh, you know. Even before that, uh, you know, uh, Jerry Red Wilson, who yeah. was a guy from, you know, years, years back, he, he was not a self-hating guy. He was like a party guy, fun yeah. guy, you know, horrible experience, uh, meningitis is what, it wasn't drugs yeah. or anything like that, but he was about to be engaged and everything. And I was looking at guys like that who were like so full of life and I'm like, gee, you know, what the fuck am I doing? You know, this guy was like, always had a smile on his face, always, you know, he was a so great excited, guy. Yeah. so excited about like comedy and not being a, you know, leaving his day job. It's like, I had day jobs and I was like, you know, I, I don't give a shit, you know, fuck. I, I don't know what to say. It's just really weird. Um, the experience. So when you say, can you do it again? I don't know. I don't know if I could ever do it, do it again. I would think I'd like to do something cooler than comedy now, like locksmithing or like something, you know, like something lone, you know, lone fucking something. Gamer. A gamer maybe, or I can see being a gamer. Celebrity poker kind of do like, like really good at poker or something. I would want to be some kind of an artist. Really? Yeah. Maybe a comic book artist or sculptor or something like that. That's cool. I'd want to do, I mean, I think it's all the same thing. I think it's just putting your, your, your energy into something that you create. And for us, it just happens to be that our personalities are fucked up enough that we want up being on stage. I'm just lucky I don't want to be an actor because that, that fucking like, I, I, I feel bad for these. Like everybody in this town grows up and then comes up with the whole feeling of like, I could be an actor. Mm-hmm. And like you know, everybody can be an actor, but like being a really good one, like like a really good one, is like fucking difficult. And yeah. that's what that would be like. Because like, as the, a comic, the roles, the good roles are very difficult. Well, to I, come I by. can only imagine because I could give a shit about like 
that kind of that world you know it's not my world but yeah. like being a really good comic is important to me so i assume it's the same thing for acting you know for the real actors mm-hmm. but the amount of shit like you said roles that they have to do sucks you know and they can only be as good as what they're asked to do it's the hardest comedy part about you can sitcoms. do whatever you want you know? it's the hardest part about sitcoms is finding good writers you know, really? Oh, it's fucking for sure. You know, I I had a couple of development deals after news radio, and I was super spoiled because I went from a show where Paul Sims is a yeah, brilliant, brilliant fucking guy. I mean, he just had a sense of comedy. He knew how to do it. He's an amazing. You know, guy. he just he had a, a sense of creating characters and the whole day. And but you go from that to some of the shit that people are slinging out there, and you're like. Well, if you're an actor and this is all that's available to you, you find yourself on some shitty fucking show slinging some canned comments, you know, like mm-hmm. some two and a half men type shit. Like I, I watched one of the one episode of that show where Charlie Sheen was on a couch with some ki- the little fat kid and they're they're going back and <laughs> forth. And I'm like, wow. And I was imagining myself. What if I had to fucking say this? What if I had to do this? Really? Even if I had to do it for two million bucks a week. I mean, I'd fucking do it. Don't get me wrong. Oh, absolutely. But what if I had to do that? And I was like, I'd probably go crazy, too. I'd probably go on a nutty Coke binge. Yeah, he, he said that it was re- redundant. Yeah. You know? But it, still, honestly, yeah. I, I thought that yeah, everybody's like, you know, one show's better than the other. And there are some really great shows. But I, I could give a shit. I know yeah. it's all set up punchline, set up yeah. punchline, whether it's really well disguised or not. If so, they were smart, like, they'd let like you help. I was like watching to see what it is. If they were smart, they'd let you help. Yeah, there's a lot of people that don't want you to help. They don't want you to. They're ad-lib. afraid of you. Yeah, they don't comic. want you to ad lib. I uh, we had that on news radio. We they wouldn't let you ad lib. The huh? last season, in every season, but the last season, we had a new producer in the last season, and they just sort of like cut down way on the ad libs. What it used to be is we would take a, a scene and Dave Foley would like go over it and we'd find out like what was kind of what was what wasn't working what didn't feel right what you know and Foley was always like creating new lines and creating new things and you know he was like a sort of a secret producer of the show and he, he sort of cut out he's a cool dude it's a great guy he's I, a genius he's R- in the brilliant hall, brilliant man. comic that, actor the kids in the hall like I, I don't want to turn this into like a big comedy stroke job but that that's that's an underrated amazing over, sketch show amazingly I think that's probably one of the best one of the best ever I've, I've, yeah. Ever, yeah. I've yeah. ever seen I, I personally agree. and I never was really a sketch comedy guy but I love that show I wasn't yeah. really a sketch comedy guy either I've always said that it's like I'll laugh three times for not laughing seven it's not a good <laughs> ratio you know what I mean it's like three out of seven gigs or gags on those things are good three yeah absolutely that's I mean, not if enough. you can get like uh, whatever these sketches go on and on if you can find a strong ending you're there you know if you ask me you can smoke if you want i'll turn on the air thing oh i don't want to i don't want to go i see he's got the new laptop because I'm, I'm in the process of buying some new computer i think that's equipment. an old one. Oh, that's is it? An old one yeah. see that's how far behind i am that's the new, this new is one. a newer one I, what, what is that this is a uh g what is it a mac macbook pro, pro 17 inch one well, I don't know if I can travel with that. Now you're like a douche if you travel with a computer, you know, taking it out and putting it in that little thing. Are you really a douche if you do that? I don't know. It's just like it slows everybody else down, you know. He's you got to have like a uh, droid on I do He it. still texts uh, old style. You Dude, know, like I using... saw your phone. Your phone is redonkulous. Hey, easy, fellas. Don't gang up the on the old machine. man. Don't gang up on the old man. Easy, fellas. <laughs> what time is it? Uh, it is 4.49. Okay. Uh, I had a question. Is Insomnia, you guys released, you didn't release it's the Insomniac. whole... Insomniac. Insomniac, I'm sorry. That when Insomnia, you guys released like the best of Insomniac, but you never released every single episode, right? On DVD or Blu-ray or anything like that? Um, uh, That's up to the Comedy Central people because they okay. own the show, but right. I, I assume that they did release... I know there was a season two, and then they never released the next season. And people ask me that all the time, and I'm like, I, I wish, but I assume it's all on Netflix now. So, yeah. oh, I, yeah, I mean, you hear like, that that sound in the background, ladies and gentlemen? You hear that horrible noise? 
That's because I'm smoking. That's because Dave Attell smoking. <laughs> I'm studio. sorry, guys. Don't. Listen, I know. You, I knew you needed it. I, I looked at I you. I can go like an hour. I saw it in your face. Plus. It's okay. Everybody. You never, you never smoked jealous. cigarettes, right? No, I tried it you once can't. when I was 15. I tried it. My sister smoked, and I smoked we, with uh, some friends. And she wound up being a smoker from that day on. Oh yeah. My you, sister smoked since she was 14. Holy shit! I think cool. she's quit now. Pretty sure she quit a while ago, but God damn. There's no way you could smoke and do uh, martial arts. No. No, 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 no. You couldn't. No Cause, way. Because, you know, I did jujitsu for like a couple years. Did you? Where? Um, on Long Island, you know, and I was horrible at it. And it was like really, but I really do wish that's like one of the, my big regrets is that like I really wish that I had stuck with it. Because I think that's the coolest thing, and that would have kept me off the booze and the smoking. It, it, it would. It really would. It, it gives really you something like, to focus yeah. on, and the most important thing, it, it calms you down. Yeah. It's, it's so that might that be a little, so bad. That might be a little too loud. I'm going to turn this thing down. I know I can hear people complaining on Twitter already. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I'm sorry, dude. I'll put out the cigarette in a minute. <laughs> you met the the host of uh, Pawn Stars. This is on your Wikipedia, like seven years before they actually had the show. On yeah, I think he was it. working on the show as he was working on my show. But uh, that is a cool place in in Vegas. The porn the Pawn Star people. Yeah. You uh, you can't quit those things, huh? You, you're I gotta quit now. Totally hooked. I, I gotta quit. I mean, but you I have to? I don't want to. Why do you have to? Because um, now I'm like really old and like I I shit ha- could go wrong. Well, no, I'm sure shit is already wrong, but it, it's really more about like I've run out of reasons not to not to not quit. So right. like you know I'm always like, well, I'm doing this, and after I do a special or whatever, I'll do it. But it's like there's always some excuse, and all my friends have quit now, and they're doing the electronic cigarettes, or they're just. You know, just fucking, I don't know, white knuckling it. Does it help you write? No. No? What it really does help me do is kill the fucking many hours of fucking downtime of, like, in-between shit. Like, radio or, like, outside of an airport, like, just waiting for my flight. Uh Like, just smoking is, like, something to do. I never really get off on, like, hitting the gift shop or, like, seeing what new good stores right. they have in these fucking airport malls so I was like smoking is cool you know and then there's some airports where they don't even let you smoke outside which I think is ridiculous yeah. since that cigarette paid for that airport motherfucker there you go taxes do you um, <laughs> when you go on the road do you bring people with you or do you go on the road by yourself man I used to bring all these really cool dudes with me and I'll just yell out some names Jay Okerson uh, Mike Vecchione Kurt Kurt Metzger uh, Julie Love Kurt McCullough. Metzger Yeah, Kurt is super cool I hung out cool. with that dude up in uh, Montreal Oh, he's a great comic Great guy Great comic Very funny guy And, uh, you know, these guys were like uh, They were they were already I thought they were like headliner material But they were like earning their bones And they were dirty like me And like Yoshi comes out with me sometimes But now like he oh, can't Yoshi. afford to fly Love anybody Yoshi. But my, my, my opener for years and years was Sean Rouse And, and Doug Stanhope and I great We guy. both used to Sean Hilarious. And Sean is sick right now He's got rheumatoid arthritis but he's one of the filthiest, dirtiest, smartest comics I've ever yeah. fucked. Like, his jokes just in my head, like, sometimes they just ricochet around. And, like, you know, he's just got to get out there more and do stand-up. That's what I think. But right yeah. now, he's not feeling too good. So, Yeah, his health's kind of jacked. Fleshlight makes an ashtray, too. If you just oh, use is that where you the, the fleshlight? Flesh <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. How many right, do you sorry. smoke of those a day? About two packs. Oh, my oh. God. Two packs. Oh, so that's why. So we had done like an hour, and you already started to shake, and you started you to like reach into your pockets. Yeah. Oh, you like needed a profiler. It. You needed it. <laughs> I'm predatory. Yeah, you're like a I find your weaknesses. I see you shaking. Actually, him smoking made me feel good, though. Really? Yeah, because yeah. you want to smoke, too. <laughs> yeah, but just smelling it made me feel good. Have you, uh, you, how many have you cut yourself down to? I'm a pack a day now. Well, that's pretty good, I think. Wow. I use these filters now too, which is cool. You can yeah, see where do you get that? I, I don't know. They're 
made in China, so you know they're they're you good. See the tar on it, right? <laughs> yeah, it's you get cool. to see what's going into your lungs. It's like, oh God, why did I do that? Oh, Isn't I want there another one. Something that you could substitute it with? That gum. Would be, the gum is gum. You went to the it? grossest thing sometime. If you really went gross out, uh, you've probably done this a million yeah. times. You take a hit of a cigarette and then you blow it through a paper towel and then you look at what it's just a black mark from the paper towel. Ugh. <sighs> So bad for you, man. My, meanwhile, <laughs> smoke joints all day, son. Yeah, but that's all not day, uh, all night. That's not a the different same thing. thing, right? It actually opens up your lungs. It's good for people that have uh, asthma. As is they it? Have a, yeah, if they have asthma, supposedly marijuana is good for that. It's good. Uh, it supposedly dilates your something in your lungs. And it's also like it, it also has something else that's really good. Like there's something else like there's tons of shit that's good. good Cannabinoids, up. all the different stuff that it, the way it affects your brain. Supposedly, it's supposed to uh, retard the growth of tumors and even shrink them. Oh wow! Yeah, it's a, there's a lot of amazing things. We should with do it. more research. On Look, it. your your body is all. Most people's body, you know, when your your body goes wrong, it's because of malnutrition, it's because of poor genetics, it's because of stress and tension. And if you could take any of those out of the mix, things are going to be better. And the best way to take off stress and tension is weed. It's a great way to take it off. You hit that, and just everything just kind of comes into perspective. You get to, oh, I'm going to be okay. It's going to, you're going to be fine. You you relax significantly, or you overthink everything, you, or you overthink <laughs> anything. If you go too deep in the rabbit okay. hole, well, you've cool. got to become. Uh, you got to learn how to ride the waves. You know, like nobody's good at surfing the first time on the water. You fall, you fucking hit your head. It's like it's an uncomfortable balance thing. You got to learn how to surf correctly. When you watch those guys, they're fucking getting on a fifty foot wave. They're in the tube. That they didn't learn that yesterday. That shit takes a long time to master. Yeah. Surfing marijuana is just, is very similar. You have to learn how to regulate the experience. You got to learn how to just go with the high, right? I, I loved sense. it the other day. You you were we were at, uh, at the ice house and somebody was talking to you and you're like, I, I can't talk right now. I, j- I just got I'm just stoned. <laughs> you remember <laughs> that? Like you said something about like uh, driving yeah. really fast and that your car freaked you out. Yeah, um, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, no, not the driving really fast. Um, I was just. Uh, I was just thinking, like, when we got there, we smoked some pot, and I was just thinking, how stupid am I driving around in a convertible? What if this thing flips? <laughs> yeah. There's nothing above your head. Like, what the, the what am I, retarded? Oh, I've seen flip cars before. I'm like, why do I have a car that doesn't have a roof? What, because I like the top down and the wind in my hair? What, what am I doing? What am I, retarded? It's, it's cool, that's, not a safe move. It is cool. <laughs> it is cool. But I saw, you, you know. I was, I'm sorry, Joe. I was just going to say, like, pot is so prevalent in L.A., and, like, uh, everywhere else in the country, like, it's hard to get. It's hard to get. Yeah. But I, I remember one time I was like, years ago, I was walking down Sunset, and you know how like there's always traffic there. So yeah. like there was like a light, and like you know I was waiting across, and this kid in like some shitty car that you only see like in movies, like some kind of like Datsun, fucking Hugo, whatever, all beaten up, mangled. He pulls out a bong and he does a hit, <laughs> and he's timing the light. I saw that. Like, <laughs> I was like, I was like, you, you see that in every like Harold and Kumar yes. knockoff movie. But yeah. I was like, I really saw it in real life, and I was like, wow, this is L.A. Yeah, you know, and he's like. <laughs> Puts it back down and he's driving off to his fucking whatever yeah. music or it's some a very strange comic place. Book shit. I saw an old man with a pipe the other day at a red light. He really? was just like an old man just lighting oh, a pipe cool. right at a red light. Wow, see Glass pipes pipe. are classy. Well, that's why these man. goddamn joints that they're rolling today with those cigarette machines are perfect because it looks like a cigarette. Yeah. You like a joint over a pipe? Yeah, I don't think you should keep lighting things when you yeah. light them. You're supposed to use like a hemp wick because then you're just dealing with only the fire and some organic material in the hemp. But when you're lighting it with a lighter, man, you're dealing with lighter fluid. Like you can taste it on the pipe. I can taste it. I don't like that taste. I think that's bad for you. Joints so I like joints. I light it at the tip and you smoke the whole thing and you're good. Joints all day. 
Joints so, are the way to go. With a filter. Or a vaporizer. They sent me this new vaporizer, but I haven't figured out how to do it yet. So when you go to like Amsterdam, you've been there, I'm sure. Never. Never? Never. Oh, okay. Well, when I go to Europe, it's only for the UFC, and you know, I have kids, so when I go to Europe, I just don't, I want to be there as small a time as possible, I hear you. and then shoot back over. So when I'm over there for the UFC, I don't have the time to go an extra day. It's an extra day I don't see my kids, so I always fly back home. Yeah, well, maybe one day you take a vacation, you go over there with, with the kids and stuff like that. I don't know if they still do it, but like the pot there, you know, because we all smoke pot, you mm -hmm. know, because it's free, and, and they also had hash, and I think mushrooms at the time, so like you can go in and do like all these crazy things in this little area, but then once you walk out on the street, like Tom Rhodes, who's a great comic, yeah, you know, he lived there for a long, long yeah, time. Yeah, he was he, a host of a show there, right? Yeah, he was host of a uh, talk show, which I think he, you know, everybody's like, you should write a book. I'm like, when's Tom Rhodes going to write a fucking yeah. book? Because that guy has some fucking amazing experiences. I'm right? sure. He's like one of my favorites, and he also is like a great joke writer. He's so. a great dude, too. He is a great dude. Really nice guy. And his dad was a Vietnam helicopter pilot. And he recently passed away, and that was like a, a big loss for all of us because I was always like asking him questions about that oh, shit. Wow. I was like, you know, tell me more shit about your dad because his dad was really cool. And his brother, special forces, uh, like Green Beret dude. So talk about the different roads in life. You know, one guy's like a, you know, comic fucking pothead, yeah. fucking great dude, and the other guy's a, you know, contract fucking killer elite dude. You know, it was really. I was like, that's the sitcom I want to see. You know, yeah. How was your day? <laughs> <laughs> A mercenary, one of the black, yeah. black, yeah. But Tom is like, you know, he should write a fucking book, man, because he's like been places like Vietnam and all those different places. He's, he probably knows where to get weed at, anywhere. I'm sure, right? Yeah. yeah. He's an explorer. That's so what I think. You got Nina Hartley coming uh, on your show. Yes, you, Nina and, and Bill Burr. I just uh, was talking to somebody the other day. Uh, she's thinking about getting into comedy. And, yeah, she's and, doing comedy. Oh, she is? Yeah, I was going to have her on a, a future Death Squad show. You Do it. it. How long has she been doing comedy? I, and I think she's just, just about starting. to start. I think yeah. she's doing her first set that night, Thursday, at Brea Improv. Oh, wow. I think. I'm not sure. Yeah. But, uh, Let her go on stage a few times. Oh, no, yeah. no, no. It would just be, it would be <laughs> like, a, it would be like, yeah. a, see what happens. You know, yeah, but yeah, the, right. the problem <laughs> is then people pay to see those shows, and I'm sure she's going to do fine. But, yeah. you know, I, I have a very strong opinion on people who just started doing comedy, getting on stage in front of, you yeah, know, headline. That's always the big yeah. thing. When you did it, you had already done it in the past a bunch. And Brian took a long time off once. Oh, and really? Went up. He took like fucking eight years off. Seven, or something about like seven, years. seven years. I could never do that. And then he went up in front of a UFC crowd. This is his first time doing stand up in seven years. He went up in front of a sold out crowd in Atlanta. Punch <laughs> we on? Just, yeah, we threw you to the wolves, dude. Uh -huh. You went up in a midnight show and everybody was hammered. Oh, shit. Midnight show Friday. You know, sold out, yeah. Yeah, sold out midnight show. Friday. That was his uh, first time on stage in seven years. That must have been brutal. <laughs> he pulled through it, man. He pulled. He had some good. He had some good jokes. He I want to do one of these shows, Joe. I don't Any give a shit about man. money. This I Thursday. Want, I fucking love your crowd, man. Dude, I, I, my like, crowd loves you. I, if I, Anything you want to do? We're doing a show Thursday. If you're in town at the Pasadena uh, Ice House. Oh fuck no! I'm going to God. Phoenix. I'm at the. Where am I in Phoenix? Oh, the big the, place comedy showcase. Stand up live. Stand, stand up live Friday Saturday. That's the new place. Yeah, yeah. That place is huge. That's and that's a big town for UFC too. Yeah. Yeah, huge for UFC. A lot of two camps there, two big camps. I know somebody that just did it, and he's like, "Dude, that is the best club ever." That not really? only is the club amazing and huge, but they also put you up in the, like the nicest hotel ever. Really? Like, it's like a suite, like a humongous. Well, they're killing that Tempe Improv. If that's the case, the Tempe Improv was a, that was a great club, a yeah. great, club. Was a great I, club. I mean, unless the town can support that many people, which I guess it can. If you have two completely different guys, if you have like you know, on one show you have like an urban guy, and another show you have like you know. 
or someone else, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. Bill Burr or something like that. I bet you could fill two comedy clubs yeah. up, but it's got to be hard. One's I, a 450 and one's a 600. I don't seater. think I'll be able to fill it. I'm like, I can't do it. You know, it's 600 is like, a lot of people. It's a lot. And like, you know, it's like almost a theater. That's what we talk well, about. Well, how active are you with uh, social media? I hate it, but I'll, That's I, the I'll do it. But, you know, the point yeah. of it is like your crowd, like it, I always like hear that like you were just at the town or you're coming to town. I was like, you know, it's like Joe, like, you know, you're a mysterious dude. Like, I know you like, like the fact that you found these people and they found you is great. And like, I would just like to fucking perform in front of a wild crowd. Like, cause I feel like the wild crowd is like the dying, you know, it's like, yeah. it's like everyone's on the reservation now. There's few people still out there fighting the good fight. So your crowd is wild and I want to like fucking, you know, well, mix you, it just, up. you know, you are their people. You, I hope so. I mean, do, I'll, I'll do it for fucking free, man. Listen, I just want to, they love crazy you. fucking they, night. Any know? shows you're ever doing, let me know and I'll tweet it and retweet it and, and people will come, man. Oh, okay. You know, I just want to see you anytime. in front of these, your crowd. And like, I just want to see how fucking wild that is because I, I know you like will not stop you're like relentless you'll take it and take it and take it so you know it's cool when you have an audience that will also you know go along on the ride with you otherwise it's yeah just well they you know what you're doing fucking now. rambling you know that's what i sometimes feel like i'm just rambling do you now. do you find that most of the people that come to see you most of them are big fans most of them know all your shit they know me from tv but they don't really know my act so whenever a guy comes up to me with a cd he goes like you know i listened to this you know this is like really important like my dad and i were truckers and we used to listen to this like i love you know, those stories i love the, those that's like you're like wow they really are comedy fans and some of them like yeah. me and i'm like wow here i am feeling like a douchebag hating myself you know it's like this guy guy you know said hey i listened to this when i was in iraq and me and my buddies you know we kept quoting lines and it really helped us kill the time that makes you feel good like you're doing something but i'd say most of the people come out because either they like saw your tv show which is good or that they want to just do something and then like you they know, heard your name and then like when they tighten up on me then i fucking take it to the evil place and then <laughs> the comedy fans are with me but then the other people are like we're not gonna go that far you know it's like oh hold on this guy's you know it's like five midget jokes in a row yeah well people. there's always gonna be people that don't want to go there with you you know and i respect it but i still gotta do it right well i, mean, I fuck t- it that's 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 who I am. We, were, know, ta- we, we were talking about this um, when uh, it came up, the, the Tracy Morgan thing came up. Oh, right. And yeah, I was thing. like, you know, that's a, that's a type of art form. The, the going deeper than you're supposed to go, True. really fucked up jokes that... I like that. I, I know it's not sincere. These aren't sincere thoughts. These are yes. these are ridiculous, over the top ramblings, exaggerations, comedy, and much like Otto and George, we right. talked about Otto and George, and you know, and the Tracy Morgan thing, where you know he went around saying that if his son was dead or if his son was gay, he would stab that little faggot. Right. You know, like well, look, he didn't really mean that. I stabbed that little nigga. I, I, he didn't really yeah, mean that. Was mean that. This is, yeah, he's thing. just going, he's saying the most ridiculous shit you can say. It's not like a statement in front of a fucking jury. You know what I mean? It's not like a, he, he wrote this down. This is doctrine. This is how I feel about these people. Yeah, I mean, I, I see both sides. So you're absolutely right. Absolutely like, see both he's sides. Got every, yeah. He's got every right, to, and people have a right to be pissed off about yes. it. But that's where it should end, because yes. it is a comedy club. And if anything, he should go like, you know what? If I'm going to say something that <sighs> fucking... Um, explosive and whatever it better be funny and that's yeah. my whole thing it's like right. say whatever you're gonna say but make it as funny as fucking possible yeah, if you, otherwise these people do have a point where yes. you're just either like being hateful or yes. you know you're just being abusive and I get it but like a lot of it is exploring the fucking like how far are these are you gonna do it uh-huh. and there is like a there is like a self fucking 
jerking off to that you know yeah. like, like i'm gonna say stanhope is the ultimate guy of like you know he will take it to the point where you're like either you're fucking in- uncomfortable with how <laughs> you're laughing at this uncomfortable fucking moment of his yeah. his sick fucking twisted life or you're you're just like you know <gasps> i cannot believe this guy is saying that and it shocks even me and i felt like i was unshockable so well he's another one who hates himself <laughs> i know but he's, yeah, he's, he's he's perfect brilliant he's perfect he's, i think he's just perfect he's one of my favorite human beings <laughs> One of the favorite people that I've ever met. That's and a good just, way to... He gets to the point where he's, oh, he's fucking said every fucking thing and there's nothing to fucking say. It's like, what am I doing? Am I repeating myself? And then I'll go up and crush. I'll well, go he, up and just find some new angle for some new idea. And he's, he, like you said, he's out there really doing it for reals. Yeah, you, you tell know? me, like, uh, you know, like, remember when, like, I would check jokes, like, you know, I was, like, uh, like fanatical with checking, like, make sure, like, you know, nobody's doing this, or, like, have you heard something like that? And, like, with stand-up, I'd always call him up, and I'd be like, do you have, like, a, you know, like... You're, a, you're saying, a unicorn- like, you have a bit, and yeah. you're worried that yeah. you might have heard, yeah. Yeah, so you yeah, check, you check with your buddies yeah. and yeah, see if they have anything like that. And, you know, you, you try and, like, at least figure out that like you know okay if it seems weird right yeah if it fits too perfectly yeah it's like why do i knew feel like i've heard I, this yeah it's like you can't remember if you yeah. have it gets blurry and it bothers you too yeah. like when you're like you know yeah. i hope i didn't hear this because i don't want to well, especially bothers bed. me because i know all the people talking shit about people that have stole jokes you know right and like you know there's a lot of there's a lot of gray area in the whole like whose bit is it but like when you hear it like word for word yeah it's basically a well it's bed. when you know a guy like there's a few guys where you, you know that the only bits that they have they're any good are the similar bits to other people's right. bits. And then they have other bits that aren't like anybody else's bits, and they're fucking terrible. You know, they, they, and that's when you can really tell. Mm. Well, I, I just know that, like, the, what I would call Stanhope, and I go, like, do you have anything like a unicorn's fucking, uh, you know, uh, you know <laughs> a, a grape soda? And you'd be like, what? It's like, nobody thinks that way. And I, and I don't do jokes anymore, man. I don't know what I do up there. Yeah. And it's true. He's like yeah. jazz. He just goes up there and just starts yeah. fucking doing these thoughts. You yeah. Know? And they love him in England. And that usually yeah. is a sign that like they're, they're pretty purist with the comedy over they're there. They're great over there. Yeah. I, I, I only do it every now and then. But I just did Birmingham I did uh, this past weekend. It's fucking amazing, man. It's the nicest, most polite crowd ever. Sometimes that's not good when they're too great. polite. <laughs> I don't like that. The, I I agree, but they were it's great. One guy sort of kind of heckled, but he just sort of yelled something no, I don't out. Like it was actually it. fun. I don't like when they just sit there and applaud, but I don't like over-the-top craziness yeah. unless I can fucking partake. Well, know? I think this crowd was a little self-conscious because, like I said, I could see them all. They were all oh. lit up. See, I don't like that either. I don't like that. I like it, I like it dark. dark. Yeah. I think the crowd needs to be in the dark just to feel What do you sick. like? Do you like a small place? Like if you I had love a, it. Like 200 seats is your favorite? Or clubs. Less? I love clubs. Yeah. Like theaters. It's not I've the done same. specials in theaters. I'm not a theater act. I have yeah. no big fucking point to my act it's all and nobody wants jokes. you to do a, a special in a club right you ever try no to do no a i'm gonna in do club? one in a club yeah. the next one i do i promise myself i'm doing it in a club and that's a definite but i've done them in theaters and like it really makes you feel like you know wow i made so many mistakes in comedy and this is one of them like i'm not a theater act i'll never be a theater act i'm a dick joke fucking late night comic right and like you know i'm proud of it now it's like and yeah. that's what i want to be and what's well, you know, the best kind of comedy in my well, my opinion it's, it's just like you know you have, who uh, i am so Funny, silly comedy. You yeah. know, it's the be- it's it's the real shit. You know, it's the best stuff. But there's I, some great theater acts. I mean, yeah, like Louis uh, Louis Black and Mitch Hedberg. I toured with those two guys. Both of them, I thought, were like very theater friendly. Very like they work really good in a big room. Yeah, Louis. Well, Hedberg was great in a small room too, man. Yeah, Hedberg he was had just that, great all the time. He had personally. one of the weirdest acts ever, man. He had a crazy following too, man. His his people. Wow, they were like this was before all. 
all the media. Shit, yeah, basically. they figured out how to get in touch with yeah, each other, like and they would come with to these kids. Man. Yeah, he would have been fucking huge if he stayed alive. Just I can a few only years imagine longer. the jokes that he would have had. Yeah, you know, like because he was he was probably the most prolific guy I ever met. In yeah, of, in terms of clean comedy. Too. Yeah, like, that was joke, the other thing. He I mean, never had to go that thing like, oh, I'm doing Letterman. I, I gotta never. take out the fuck in this show. It's like he, he's always clean. You know. Yeah, if he had fuck, it was rare. He had like yeah. one fuck every 15 minutes or something and he was you know? always and he way. didn't need it, it was he was just oh, fuck man that's who he was uh, yeah he would have broke twitter he oh, he crushed oh twitter. yeah yeah no one absolutely. no one would have been able to fuck with him yeah. twitter was written yeah. for the way, way his, jokes, were. his yeah. jokes are so tweetable someone said do you say. want a frozen banana i said no but i want a regular banana later so yes <laughs> <laughs> it's like his oh, style was so weird man I, and then there was a bunch of dudes who started sounding yeah, like Yeah, there's a him. lot of people sound like his there's cadence. A lot of, there's, there's a lot, lot of, of Doug Stanhope. There's a lot of tell babies out there, too, by the well, way. Well, what can you do? You know, there's I mean, a lot of guys. <laughs> hey, Talk no. like you. But Does you know that weird cool? you out when you hear somebody up there doing you? Because I know you've seen it. Yeah, yeah, I see it. But I, I you know, I'm, I'm so, like, joke. Like, I'm like a joke whore. Like, it's really all about jokes. Mm -hmm. That, like, if they're going to do the cadence, I'll do a different cadence. Because I, I can, you right, know. Your cadence is your whatever you fuck you want it to be. You yeah, know. You could, you could change it. Yeah. It's just and, what you have confidence in, right? Yeah. It, it's really it's really about, like, the joke. Like, if they're doing, right. like, my cadence with a joke that's kind of like mine, then I'm like, dude, you know. Right. Wait till the next week when I'm not here, you know. Do you ever find yourself, when you were young, when you were first starting out, sounding like someone else Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. We have all done that, right? Uh, Alan Havy and Colin Quinn were the two big influences and richard uh, jenny Avey, man i forgot about richard Avey. jenny who no longer is with us also another uh he was great mine. comic who was I your, yeah i really? found myself sounding like him on wow. stage I, I i was at the comedy connection in boston a little one when it was like a 115 seat room that's and, crazy uh, yeah and i i sounded like i, I heard the, the punchline. like i'm like wow okay now that like crossed the line like Shit. that like sounds like him you know yeah. I did uh, Bill Burr's podcast, and we were talking about Richard Jenny and like a, a couple other podcasts. With, but I think you're the only guy who really does get that. Like he really was a huge influential. Yeah, huge. He was the biggest touring act for a while. Yeah, I think in comedy, like there was like Dice and then Sam Kinison and all those people. But then like late, he didn't get the like, credit he deserved for whatever reason. Yeah, like in the late '80s and '90s, it really was Richard Jenny's moment. And yeah, like, he got the Ace Awards, which was like the cable. Yeah, he was bullshit, doing but, theaters and shit. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. You know, he was always on deck for a sitcom. You know, like yeah. this. It was well, be he did one. Remember Platypus Man? Yeah. I don't, I don't know what that was all about, but he was his thing was look, man. They were always trying to plug him into something else. He was in the mask with you know Jim right. Carrey, and but everything. he wanted to be an actor. He wanted he, to be famous. He, I understand. He wanted to be famous, but he was a brilliant fucking comedian. It's he really was power, it was man. unfortunate that you know people don't uh, appreciate how good he was when he was in his prime. You know when we when I saw him in the late '80s, I saw him. Um, I paid to see him. I think I hadn't done comedy yet, or maybe I'd done like one open mic, and I saw him do an hour and a half at Catch a Rising Star. I saw him like three times, and he did different hours all three times. Oh yeah, absolutely, completely different, and all of it solid as a rock. No, no bad material, and one punchline after the other punchline. What I learned from that Connection. guy, yeah, I learned from that guy how to uh, cover the most ground that you can in a bit. Bingo! Because he absolutely. would he would beat a subject to the point where every you know, angle, yeah, you every come at angle, it like a chess player, yeah, which makes you disappointed when you see a young comic that like starts a little bonfire, starts an idea, then abandons it and goes to a completely different subject. Different than 
style. Yeah. Yeah, and you can't you can't get a rhythm with them. But with Richard Jenny, he would whatever the subject was, someone trying to sell him a car, he would go into this thing and take you on a fucking yeah. journey. And every bit was like a five minute bit. And because of that, it was just like he would de- take you deeper and deeper. And you really like appreciated the way he like looked at things. You know, you, you got sucked into his uh, sense of humor. That's so fucking. You know, I'm I'm glad you said that because I always say this to like the younger comics. They're like, who? Do, how did you learn how to like tag a joke and all that stuff? I'm like, Richard Jenny yeah. was the guy that showed you to milk a premise. Yeah. And even though a lot of this stuff now is hackneyed just because it's been done a million times of like, you know, the dating, you know, mm-hmm. like going to the French restaurant yeah. and whatever. Like all that stuff has been done over and over and over. But when he was doing it, it was it was basically really well written, well crafted, new material. It's all it's like any joke, you know, it gets a little stale, but yeah. there's always like there's that spark to it. And yeah, you're exactly right where he would just fucking take a topic and he would not let go of it until he milked every yeah. possible fucking angle out of it. And I was like, wow, that's how you headline with material. And, and I never could I never could reach his like cuz he would yeah. act out the oh, bit yeah. too and I I was, never had that kind of yeah. confidence. You know? <laughs> you know, well, like, he would play both parts and the thing. And... He would occasionally uh, <laughs> play in both parts is tough. But he he would occasionally um like uh go over a subject that you had heard people go over before. Like you know, he would do a bit like uh about you remember everybody had a bit about when I was your age we had to walk 10 miles through the snow. Yeah. You know, a, a lot of guys had those it was uphill both both ways. A lot of guys have those types of jokes. A I lot of comedians yeah. did. And he did too. So he had a subject that he knew had been covered. But he covered it so fucking well. It's like he was just some master joke writer. He knew how to like really get the most angles out of a, a, a premise. And he wasn't, you know, he wasn't trying to be uh, some obscure hipster sort of not at all no, weird references or anything. Guy. Yeah, he was just he was just a really prolific comic. He was just he considered himself a real comic. He was the act that you would take your mom and your yeah and your, anybody anybody too, and you'd be like, wow, that, that yeah. like blew blew yeah. blew me away. And when everybody says like he did a whole new hour, it's like. People love to say that. You're absolutely right. He could do like five hours yeah. of different material. Yeah, it's amazing. Just like, you know, he was built for Vegas mm-hmm. and like just headlining. And like not many guys can like crush in both places. Like either you crush in Vegas yeah. or you crush like in like shitty, you know, all over the country. Yeah. And like, you know, he was like built for both. And he like, was great in he clubs. Was power, he was great act. in theaters. He was a he was a monster in the like I said in the late eighties when I went to see him he was one of the best comics alive. But he was not a Boston guy though. No, he was, no, he was, he was New York. He yeah, was, he was from Brooklyn and uh, he started and, at Pips, right? Pips. Uh, yeah, that's right. And I and I think when he like if you're a New York actor and you went up to Boston like you get your you get schooled because like they would I was, set you up though they dude. would set you up to like I had to follow Steve Sweeney one yeah. time like with my 39 minutes of material they do and, it like, on at the purpose Hoopa Lounge. and they yeah and he would go up there and just do like five impressions that the place would floored all Boston centric Ab- jokes absolutely yeah. but you know what it was it was a good fucking schooling because yeah. I, I wasn't cocky or anything like that but I, I never had to fu- to to face the home team the way right. I did in Boston, and you yeah. really do. Like, yeah, you have to face the home team. You, you, know? you, if you bomb in Boston, you fucking you're not They'll pulling let yourself you know. out of the yeah. flames. That was that was that was that was a righteous uh, fucking bomb. They so. used to do that to people. They used to set people up. I saw them set a lot of people up at the Knicks Comedy Stop. They would have like literally Sweeney, Gavin, Kevin Knox, impossible, to and then fall. yeah, three guys who are just destroying. I mean, twenty minutes of samurai sword comedy where they have 
folded that steel mm-hmm. over and over again. They've been those guys didn't do HBO special, so they were doing the same material for years, and they, it was a real problem because they kept like especially some of them. Uh, you know, you'd go see, see them ten years later, and they had virtually the same act. Right, it became stale. The town was too good to them. It yeah. made them like the point of the whole thing is like you got to move to the next level. And, yeah, and it was too good. They're making too much money. Uh-huh. They were like getting too and much something pussy, happened. Too the new blow. material wasn't nearly as good as the old material, and they just weren't the same guy that they used to be but they were monster acts too but when it when when these guys would when we're setting people up in the late 80s they were perfect they were on just just destruction machines but right. I saw a bunch of people get through it. Dom Herrera got through it fine. Oh, yeah. Dom Herrera went guy, up there. and Hunter That was, yeah. He was, I love uh, Dom. Dom's hilarious. He's a great guy, too. And, and in the day, like in, in the late 80s, he was one of the top guys for sure. He still is. But, I mean, he was, he was killing him back then. And he went up after all those guys. They set him up completely. Gavin, Sweeney, mm-hmm. just crushed Lenny Clark. It might have been Lenny one, one of the nights. Just I could never follow crushing. those guys. I, I, I would... I would I would fucking die a million deaths trying to follow those guys in Boston. It's fucking hard. Because they, they, they were like polished, like mm-hmm. you said, and, and like they just knew how to work that crowd. Yeah. But like uh, like Schimmel, another guy who I looked I looked up to starting out, like he was a joke dude and a mm. dark dude. Yeah. And like his life backed up that darkness. Oh, yeah. But like he was another guy where you talk about like material. Yeah. It's like every time I saw him, he had a new bit yeah. about a new horrible thing that happened to him, cancer yeah. or his wife or something like that. Yeah. And it's like, you know, everybody's like, uh, talk about your life. It's like this dude dude's life is so fucking dramatic yeah. even oprah won't touch it you know yeah. it's like so 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 full of highs and lows and all that stuff but his, his 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 stuff when i look back on my earlier stuff i'm like you know i was always trying to be dark and like you know evil and like you know go to the go to the evil place or write really clean but i'm like what i really should have been doing is like watch shimmel just watch write a great joke and just like let the natural organic of the of the sadness inside of me, like you know, <laughs> let it come out, let it come out, you know. But uh, like Sh- Schimmel, like his his stuff is classic. I think his stuff is more evergreen than a lot of people's because it's really, you know, about topics that are you know evergreen, whatever relationships and you know health and all that kind of stuff. So I'm a big fan of his. Yeah, he was great. He you know? he had some brilliant jokes, and he I love a- uh, fucking the fact that like you know uh, he did that special. <laughs> And then at the end, he shows the pictures, you know, did you see his last special? No. Okay. It's, it's, it's a fucking, it's a sweet special. Yeah. You know, because he had just beat, you know, cancer. cancer. And, you know, it's just like, no one ever would have thought that he would end it the way he did. It was a sad ending. You know? What did he do? Well, a car accident, you know. No, I mean, what do you do in his special? What do you, what do you well, say? Well, he finally, you know, be it, and he shows pictures of his kids, you know, like the, he supposedly wasn't able to have children because of uh, the treatments, uh-huh. the uh, chemotherapy. And, of course, you know, he's Shimmel, so he has two beautiful twins. And, right. You know, it was like a real sweet thing, I thought. You know, it's weird for comedy, like after an hour of dick jokes and seeing pictures of children, but, yeah. you know. I miss that dude. I, I, I used to see him around. I wish I knew he him lived in better. My, my neighborhood. Yeah. He lived in this area. Oh, he did? Yeah, I used to run into him. I ran into him a couple times. He's a great guy. It's fucking, yeah, that, that's a sad thing, man. But I, I, I owe tons to those, those kind of guys. We all do. My guys. Right? Yeah. We all do. We, I mean, we, we owe to each other, I think. You know, it's, it's a, one of the things. The reasons why, you know, you were talking about the, the wave of Boston comics that came up, you know, the DePaulos and all those guys, they all owe each other. You know, the reason why everybody was so good is because so many people were so good. You, you, just, you had to do well. Nick, was the, Nick DePaulo was the first guy that I saw that was kind of my age who was oh. like a, a killer headliner. And I was like... Wow. Yeah. And he fucking, his crowd work took 
made everyone else's crowd work look like you were doing bingo. Like yeah. he would go right for the throat. And to this day, uh, I always have memories of just him taking on bachelorette parties and like just fucking oh, drunk. Just destroying yeah, them. Great. And just like, you know, you're like, it was like watching an epic battle like Godzilla versus Mothra. He's know, a great, a, great joke writer. He is so. a great joke writer. And yeah. he's also a great political, you know, even yeah. though he's really hardcore right wing. Yeah. His stuff is dead on. So Yeah, no, really he's, he doesn't have anything that he says that doesn't back up with thought. Yeah. But I, I I saw Nick like early on, and Nick like actually uh, gave me a lot of hope because I used to go on stage and I'd be like, man, I look like a meathead. So I never saw I'd you guys like, when you were young comics. You were already polished guys. Oh, really? When did you? Uh, when did we meet? We met in the nineties, right? Yeah, but you already yeah. were headlining, and you were like, you know, like you said, you're doing all these gigs, and I'm sure you were like already had at least a half hour special, or were on deck for one of those. I think I did a, an MTV half hour comedy hour first. Maybe I did that maybe right before you and I met, or something like that. It was in okay. that in that neighborhood. Yeah. But I still sucked then. I was just I was. <laughs> I still suck I now. What the fuck. Like I'm gonna suck this weekend. I'm just telling you. But it's gonna where, be a new where can suck. people see you to, to it's, watch you suck? Where in is Phoenix? The Phoenix? Stand up live. Stand up. It's going to be a new type of suck. That's all I'm saying. It's like, <laughs> you know, fresh paint on the old suck. Um, I, I forget what my point was about sucking in the beginning. I love that. I love that you say that, you know, because I always feel like, I, it's like, am I ever going to get good at this? Yeah. <laughs> Any, I've heard people say differently, you know. I heard this one guy say that he's never bombed. and he's Yeah, that's uh, creepy. That drives it? me nuts. That's like, really what weird. You, how, is, how is that even possible? What if you, you learned nothing? That's like a, a person walking through life saying, I've never made a mistake. You want something to drink? Are we done? I think, want to wrap this up? I, gotta, I, I know I got a roll, here? but uh, I better what smoke a cigarette it? outside. Is it, like, is it 520? Yeah. It's yeah we've had a long show. Yeah, cool. Hey, a, Joe. Amazing show. Joe, Thank you for coming. Way too long, and honestly, not seeing you and i want to see you live and like i said uh you guys have a sweet thing thanks for helping me get the word out about yeah. the uh show dude let's do a gig together somewhere let's i would let's do a theater together honestly, somewhere. i would love it let's do it i i hope your people would want me on the show because i know they're like fanatical you know this Rogan is what fans. we call it i suck then and i suck now <laughs> <laughs> we should all come up with our first bit i'll, I'll do my first joke right now the crying indian joke <laughs> Which, which <laughs> what was, is uh, it? Which was like the crying Indian. You remember, like with the pollution oh, commercials. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is how old you know okay. you could actually say the word Indian instead of Native <laughs> right. American. It's like the crying, and it's like you know people. It's not the pollution. He has an allergy, and I've seen that joke redone like a million different ways on in cartoons and all that kind of stuff. But that was like the first time I was like, wow, I really came up with something edgy here. You know, Indians. <laughs> wow, wow. My first joke was about uh, uh, hot girls never get speeding tickets. It was so. See, I, it was I, like, this I'm, is what it's like. I'm already jealous. Do you realize how fast you're going? No, I don't. Do you like my tits? Yes, I do. Here's a warning. <laughs> that was my bit. I actually wrote that. I yeah. wrote that. I'm like, fuck, I got great? one. This is a good one. That's in a notebook with a big star yeah. next to it. That's like, what this I This one's going like, to yeah, work. Circle that. Yeah. Motherfucker. Fuck, put a star next to that bitch. I'll close yeah. with that motherfucker. Fucking, yes. You had such weak tools to work with. You know, you ever go back and like look at some of your old oh, notebooks? I, I love like, it. No. No, I used to have this joke about Bette Midler's gynecologist, and it was like, <laughs> it was like oh, a fucking long joke about him pulling things out of her vagina. No, I <laughs> love that. I love tags. I love it. And Hugh, Jimmy Hoffa, Jimmy Hoffa was in her vagina, and I thought of he was course. buried in Giant Stadium. Holy shit, that is Giant Stadium! And here comes the Giants. It's <laughs> so stupid. It's so bad. It's just such a terrible. I didn't think any of those thoughts. Other than this might work, you know, these aren't like things that really resonated with me. It was just I was just trying to put together some tool that I could use on stage and get a laugh with. 
Well, that's uh, I love that you like look back on the joke and you're like, oh, I, I know. But you know, somewhere someone's doing a version of that joke right now. How much does it drive you crazy when you uh, put out like a CD or something, and then you have the joke for another month and you come out with a new fucking tag? Oh, I hate it. Kills it. I hate it. I Doesn't hate that drive it. you nuts? Soon it will be fixed by a software update. You know where you can update your your you CD collection. Right. Of yeah. It. yeah. Well, if it was really easy to record, like yeah. CD quality stuff, it would be. But you know, when you record a CD, it's a pain in the ass. You have to have an audio engineer and you have to mic the crowd and you know uh, that's another thing man I, I'm glad you said it where you always come up with like you yeah. figured out the puzzle but the game's over and you're like oh, oh my god I just came up with the best part of it and then that new tagline oh. leads into a way better bit and you're like oh, now what do I do because now I have the, the first part on the CD and everybody's heard Put it, it somewhere else. but the second part is like it doesn't stand alone but with that other part it becomes amazing you just have to rewrite yeah. something similar. In- it's really hard to do. Ari has a couple like that where he's really, like I said, I asked him about a tagline. I said, you said it like this before. He goes, actually, I stole my joke from another joke that I had. I uh, stole it from myself. <laughs> he like stole parts of it. Yeah. I go, oh, so you, uh, I see. You, you redid I your own did joke. That, yeah, with my iTunes joke. Oh, yeah, you did. Yeah. You swapped it around. But yeah. the, the gods of comedy work like that, which is, I'm glad you brought that up because that is like one of those things where you yeah. never, oh. But then like, how about the joke that you've never told before, but you say it on the CD and it works? Yeah. Like, oh, well, yeah. So that's how the god balances yeah. out. Like, you know. Isn't that the f- most fun takes. moment ever when you're on stage and you say, I said, I did something in Manchester. I don't know what it is. I have to go back and listen to the yeah. recording. But I went on this totally new tangent and it was crushing. And I was listening. I even said when I was on stage, somebody write that down. Yeah, I no, say that all the time the to nobody. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck I, I just said. Somebody write that down. Yeah, I love that too. Yeah, yeah, you got like this fucking thing, and then 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 you'll hear it, and you're like, oh, I can make it better, and yeah. then you'll keep twisting it until yeah. it sucks, <laughs> and you're like, what the fuck? I've created it, and now I've destroyed. The worst is when you're tired of saying something, and then you go into it, and you wish you didn't. Like oh, as you yeah. started it, it as you started the bit, the you're like, "Oh, what have I done? I don't like this bit anymore." Oh, and now fuck. I'm talking to it. Now I'm faking my enthusiasm, and oh, oh, that's the worst. Like when you got it, it's a high energy bit. Yeah. Oh, like, it's the worst, and you're yeah. faking it, and you just feel like such an idiot. And like as you're about to go into the big part, you're like, "Are we really gonna do the big part here? Let's do the big part." And you're like, "Oh, I it's when you up. fake a phone call in your pocket." And the, um, the the audience knows. <laughs> the <laughs> audience knows. Me? The audience knows. Oh, right? I, I they, they smell it. Those animals. You're right. Fucking savages, go see Dave Attell this weekend. People of Phoenix, sorry for clapping. Go see Dave. Attell. I don't know what that was all about. That's the weed and the coffee talking. And and watch Dave's old porn Thursday at eleven thirty. Eleven thirty on Showtime. Dave'soldporn.com. Uh, can I be on one? I'd love for you to do it, man. Dude, I'm we're hoping. Doing it. I'm hoping there's another season because there's so many great comics who could do it, and there's yeah. the porn people like are into it. So it's like you know, we're just scratching the surface here now. So it's it's great. And uh, for those of you, like I said, who support not only Joe and also uh, you know just live comedy, thank you so much for uh, coming out and helping us. You know, yeah, we love get better. It. So thank you. Yeah, if it wasn't for the audience members, I mean, it's the only it's the only art form really. You have to. We practice need an audience. It. Everybody in front needs of a crowd. You have yeah. to. It's an interactive. Art form. There's no other way. I have to write. I have to. I have to sit alone and come up with ideas and right. stuff. But there's no doubt about it that we need the crowd. So yeah, we yeah. can only be as good as the crowd. And and you have a great crowd. I'm and, still and a huge fan of stand-up comedy. Me you know, too. I, I, I know love, you are I too. Love it, yeah. Yeah. It's fun. 
fucking art form to watch, man. And we're very fortunate that we have friends like Norton and Bill Burr and Nick mm -hmm. DiPaolo and but all I like these the new great guys comics. Too. I, I love. I love watching the new yeah. guys like just build the build yeah. a bit up there or like find something. I, I think it's. Do you know Brendan Walsh? Uh, you know what? I don't know. I don't know these guys as well as I should, but I've seen like fucking snippets hilarious. of them. And, yeah, I, I, I just anybody who's like trying to, to yeah. fight the good fight. Yep. I'm, I'm, He's I'm exactly fighting the good fight. Oh, that's cool. Then, yeah, you know? there's a lot of those guys. They're coming up now. And, you know, because of podcasts and because of stuff like this, they, they have a venue. They have, I mean, we, we let people know about Sam Tripoli. We let people know about Ari Shafir. It, yeah. It's a, this is a beautiful thing to be able to do this. Never, you know, when no, we were younger, we had to, you know, come up with a set and do it somewhere in seven minutes and keep it clean. And Yes. You know. This is really, this is the real deal. And I, thanks for having me. Man. Dude, please. It's been an honor. It's been an honor. And we'll figure out a way to do a gig together for absolutely. sure absolutely that's a definite done man. done just, even a guest spot i just want to be Please. in front of your people man. let's do a big one together man fuck let's it do let's a, do yeah. some crazy play like chicago or something let's play like a haunted prison or something yeah. that's like when the pocket let's play like City a Blues. lighthouse let's play <laughs> oh, on the stage nice. where johnny cash recorded Folsom oh, City Blues. Down, 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 down. There's so many options out there. Yes. Thank you to everybody. Thank you to all the people. Please follow Thanks, Dave guys. on Twitter. It's A-T-T-E-L-L. No. Or, or go to Old Porn. With a, uh, with a yeah, zero. Yeah, at Old Porn. Which at, is like, at Old Porn? Yeah, yeah with a zero. With a that's zero? Our, that's, yeah. our, that's our account. Oh, the porn has a zero. P-O. you can't say porn on, on uh, Twitter. Oh, you can't? Yeah. yeah. Well, there's a girl who called herself Evil Cunt. Oh, well, that was her Twitter saying? name. Well, she was the girl that uh, that busted out. Um, that's her what, what's I the dude that. who was married to um, Sandra Bullock? Jimmy J Jesse James. Oh, oh, yeah. Jesse James. Jesse yeah. James. Yeah. That girl. She she he like ratted him out and sold uh, the story yeah. about he always banging her and oh, wow. sent all his dirty text messages that she sent him. Oh, wow. And uh, she was evil cunt on Twitter. That's yeah. who she was. Yeah, oh. that was. <laughs> I mean, that's a chick that's <laughs> embracing the role, man. That's a great. That would look great on a t-shirt. She's a freak. You're like those tattooed girls, <laughs> I right? I love tatted. This yep. girl's tatted up to the gills. Perfect. She has on her forehead says, pray for us sinners. Tattooed wow. in big script on her forehead. Oh, cool. Hell yeah. on wheels. Yeah, that's hell on wheels, son. Have you ever had a fully tatted up suicide girl? I, I just like your style. I, I, I like them fucking, yeah, I like them like that. Fucking crazy. <laughs> <laughs> David Tell, ladies and gentlemen, go see him this weekend in Phoenix, Arizona at, what is it again? Uh, stand up live. Stand up live in Phoenix, Arizona. I'm sure the information is available online. Um, Duncan Trussell and I this Friday night will be at the Comedy and Magic Club in Hermosa Beach. Oh, that's a sweet ride. Yeah, bitch. And then next uh, Friday in San Jose, we're doing two shows at the Improv with Joey Diaz and Sam Motherfucking Tripoli. So this Friday is uh, Comedy Magic Club in Hermosa Beach next Friday, San Jose, California. Thank you to the and Fleshlight. Thursday. And Thursday. Oh, that's right. This Thursday, you fucking freaks. We're doing a freak show. Who's on it? Joey uh, Diaz? So far, we got Joey Diaz, uh, Felicia Michaels, you, and uh, there's some other Duncan might be able to do it, so we might be able to Shazam, do it. Shazam, bitches. And that's this Thursday night at 8 o'clock, correct? Uh, it's at 10 o'clock. Uh, 9 o'clock. 9 o'clock. 9, 9 o'clock at the Ice House in Pasadena. Let's Icehousecomedy.com. Ice House in Pasadena is the shit. It's a cool fucking room. It's an 85-seat room that we're doing. It's this little tiny, intimate room, and it will sell out as soon as we put it on Twitter. So jump on that shit, bitches. Go to icehousecomedy.com. Um, that's it. Thank you to The Fleshlight. Uh, go to joerogan.net. Click on the link for The Fleshlight. Enter in the cone name Rogan, and you will get 15% off the number one sex toy for men. And uh, thank you to onnit.com, O-N-N-I-T, makers of Alpha Brain, the... Uh, cool shit for your dome 
pills that we sell. Yeah. Uh, entering the code name Rogan, and you get 10% off that. Uh, we will see you on Thursday. This Thursday, we'll be back again with Duncan motherfucking Trussell. Holla at boy. And uh, that's it. Thank you, everybody. Thank you, David Tell. Thank you, Jesus.